Okay, good evening, everyone. Um, I'd like to call the zoning subcommittee meeting for Wednesday, May 31st, 2023 to order. Um, Agnes, if you can please um, do the roll call, please. Alex here. Here. Hussein. Here. Tania Costello. Here. McAuliffe. Lopez. Present. Zigarowski. Present. Labrie. Here. And it looks like on Zoom, um, we have uh, Councilor Fred Krampitz. I don't think there's anybody else from the city on there. And uh, I'm just going to go around the room. We have Jerry on, uh, on IT. We have Tim, one of our lawyers, we have attorney. We have um, Patrick from Planning. Where's the phone? And we have Councilor Dobas. And We did mention Fred, so I, I think that's it. Okay, all right. Well, in compliance with the open meeting laws, uh, see if Chickpea is recording this meeting. If anyone else in the audience is either video or audio recording or taping this meeting, or so please state your name and organization for the reason doing so. Is there anyone on Zoom? Yes, Attorney James Baker and David Williams on the special permit for uh, 1682 Memorial Drive. Okay, all right, thank you. Okay, um, before we uh, proceed back to uh, item one, uh, I would like to just make sure people's um, cell phones are on silent or mute, please, so we don't have any distractions, okay? All right, um, so the only other thing, uh, let's see, we're gonna start Okay, I'm gonna to proceed to item number one. Okay, special permit application under chapter 275-59, subsection B9 for the purpose of eating and drinking place for consumption of alcohol. Located at 181 Center Street, the applicant is Kevin, looks like Sagan, for Chapman Avenue, East Hampton, Mass, 0127. Is uh, Kevin here? Yeah. All right, Kevin. Um, I think the microphone, uh, Jerry, do you think it's working? Okay, why don't you make your way up there, sir, and um, state your uh, name and your address, please, uh -huh. and what your proposal is for this evening. It's working. Hi, my name is Kevin Sahajan. I operate Captain Jack's Roadside Shack, and we are here at the uh, 181 Center Street spot, and I am here tonight to seek a special permit for a temporary beer and license to eventually get a seasonal beer and wine, beer and wine license for that location. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, thank you. Sure. Uh, if you just bear with us, um, I'm going to read, um, I'm going to read some, uh, departmental reports and then, uh, we're going to allow public input if we have some public input. Okay. All right. Let me just take a look here. While, uh, we have a report from the fire department. I'll just read it to ensure all food truck trailers have all required permits and inspections. All food truck trailers must maintain 10 feet distance from each other and all their structures and eating seating areas. No engineering comments. Let's see. Okay, we have something from the uh, Department of Planning. I'll read that into the record. Special permit recommendation for 181 Center Street, Councilor Balakir. Applicant is applying for a special permit to establish a food truck court with an alcohol service window 
uh, which would require a seasonal alcohol license for which the applicant is seeking to qualify. Property zone business B, eating and drinking places with the consumption of alcohol require a special permit under chapter 275, section 59, subsection C6. Reactivation of 181 Center Street as a center space is a priority action for the Chicopee Center TDI district. Planning supports this economic development initiative as a draw for residents and visitors to second year of the properties management of Captain Jack's and planning recommends approval of the special permit. Let's see what else we have. I think that is it. Okay. Um, I'm going to, uh, at this point, going to uh, allow public input. I'm not sure if anybody's here for public input. Uh, public input will be given three minutes to speak. Uh, please direct your comments to the chair. Uh, at this point, uh, there's some additional verbiage. Uh, there'll also be no discussion for collective bargaining issues, personalities, or personal attacks. Is anyone here for public input regarding Captain Jack's, also known as 181 Center Street? Hey. Mr. Chairman, can you just, I, I, I apologize, I wasn't listening. Could you just announce that Council Krampus is participating remotely? Uh, I don't know. I did, oh, I you did? Okay, great. Thank yes, you. I did. Yeah, thank you. No, because I looked to see right away uh, who we had, and I did. Thank you, Councillor. Okay, um, so it appears that um, no one is here for public input comment on this particular item. Okay, so um, I think, excuse me, do we still have to... Um, Okay, I'm sorry. Is anybody here on public input on Zoom? That's right. We we're, we're dealing with both sides of the ledger. Uh, not okay. All right. So, do we still need to make a comment? Okay, I'm going to make a motion uh, to close uh, public input. All right. Could I? Um, motion second. Okay. Wait a second. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. And uh, and I'll second. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. All right. Agnes, could you um, please call the roll? Balak here. Uh, yes. Kushane? Yes. Pena Costello? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Zigorowski? Yes. Labrie? Yes. All right, thank you. And um, I'm also going to uh, call for a motion on the item under discussion. Uh, again, this is 181 Center Street. Uh, if I could get uh, a motion from the floor, please. Okay, well, I, I'm, I'm actually going to second it, and then I would just like to have some discussion on this, if I could, please, okay? All right, so um, I think we're going to have to do the roll call also on this. After discussion. Okay, all right, okay, just trying to do clarifying everything. Okay, all right, okay, folks. Um, so this is, this is an interesting, uh, just let me segue into this. So this is 181 Center Street, this is Captain Jack's. Purpose is an eating and drinking place with consumption of alcohol. And um, this is uh, an area that uh, we've been really trying to develop downtown and trying to get people downtown. So I'm, I'm in favor of this, but again, um, any of the counselors, if they have some comments on this, um, please, please jump. Okay, go ahead, Councilor Maybeth. 
Can you go in here and mic, please? I'm sorry. Were you open last year? Yes. Yeah. License? No. no. So this is something that's new establishment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Okay. All set? Yeah. Any other, other counselors? Any comments or questions? Plan? No? Councilor Dobas? Councilor Krampitz, any questions, comments? Okay. All right. Um, I will um, then, if no one has any questions or comments, I will entertain uh, a motion from the floor. There is one on the floor. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, special permit uh, and I'll second it as a special permit application uh, for purpose of eating and drinking place with consumption of alcohol located on 81 Center Street uh, with um, city conditions uh, pertaining to this. Okay. What are the conditions? Well, I think that we have to, um, again, um, there was something referenced by the fire department as I read into the report earlier. Uh, again, just ensuring all food truck trailers have all required permits and inspections and all food truck slash trailers must maintain 10 feet distance from each other and all structures and eating slash seating areas. So the, these were these are the concerns that I had, and also uh, getting back to um, I think that was basically the, the, the main one. Just oh, okay. Well, let me see. Oh, these are, okay, this is something for, that the applicant has, okay? But I didn't see, like, for example, um, I didn't see something from Lee that, that kind of referenced this. I think this helps us with the map descriptions and perhaps with the layout. We, uh, look at it here. Uh, I'm not necessarily inclined to think that those are conditions. No, no, versus versus what the fire department yeah. right 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 i think this way here this is this is kind of i think uh councillor zagrowski i think this is kind of what his layout his proposed layout is here so um i just thought more so uh, what the conditions that the fire department referenced so that something that we could probably um include here just so that okay uh, councillor bray go ahead i believe that he Window. It's, it's actually just a whole separate trailer. Yeah, whole separate trailer. Okay. All right. So hence kind of what the um, fire department was referencing about, uh, I think, let's see, must maintain 10 foot distance from each other. So I think we were kind of referencing that. Yeah, okay. he would. He did do the inspection. He was there and we measured it. Okay. And the health inspector was there and so. Okay, Kevin. So, so that's that's your proposed layout, so that you will you will pretty much yeah. mirror. And there'll be uh, other trucks coming as well, and they'll be ten feet apart as well. So. Okay. All right. We try to keep them somewhat close because behind us is a garage with a bunch of cars and looks terrible. But um, you know, obviously safety is the most important thing. So. Right. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if this is uh, something new that we're having. Yeah. Absolutely. Here. Yeah. Yeah. We want and, everybody uh, to be safe for sure. No, and I can understand. Um, 
know what, what you're trying to do and trying to get more people down there. So go ahead, Councilor Lopez. Um, just to, I, I realize that this is on the description, but I wanna make sure that this is, we put this on the record as part of one of the restrictions, um, especially since this is new uncharted territory and we wanna make sure that we kind of keep the same um, playing field for others. There's on the description is indicated that there is a porta potty. I would like one of the restrictions to be that um, for for this one it's a porta potty, but that a porta potty or a restroom is available to patrons, particularly when uh, alcohol is being served. Um, so they're already doing the porta potty, which is great. But we, if we write it as a restriction that a porta potty or a restroom must be readily available on the property mm -hmm. um, to patrons, that would be a good precedent to set. The porta potty is that your um through the chair to I the put applicant? I I I put the porta potty yeah. yeah yeah so it's them so I think it's great that they're doing it let's just make sure it continues to happen and moving forward other applicants that may come forward okay. also have to abide by that okay we could put something in there regarding um the concerns about the porta potty and also I think porta potty or a re a restroom a public restroom readily okay. available and and also what the fire department reference yes. as conditions that'd be great okay. thank you all right so, okay so just um. Give me a minute just to write yeah. this up and then yeah. well okay go go ahead just one question okay. you're going to have other trucks there eventually mm -hmm. probably one maybe two more tops we had, we built it out uh there's electrical units for each truck so they're they just plug in to the poles it's already been set up there's underground plumbing and everything set up for these trucks as well and that way there's no generators running for the neighborhood everything else what are you going to have for hours there? Uh, the Captain Jacks will be there Thursday night, Friday night, and on most day on most of the day on Saturday. The problem is that particular spot is crushed stone, so in the summer it, it's spoiling. So, um, so we're going to try to do some nights and then hopefully get a Saturday in. Um, and then there is a, a trailer already in town, a Mexican taco truck, no. and he's going to come use the facility as well. And then hopefully um, another Austin pizza truck. And then we're going to be like a permanent summer residence as opposed to rotating all the time. So, but, uh, I'm just up the porta potty, uh, both male and females. Yeah. The porta potty, Bob. Yeah. I mean, so, <laughs> so when COVID, they don't have to have separate, we, we can have all gender porta potties. Just want to know. <laughs> oh my God. When, Bob. when COVID happened and we had to move oh, our location in. Somebody complained and say some woman or some man say, I don't want to go in there. There's a guy in there. Well, well, they're not going to use it while the guy's in there. Just wait your turn. Wait your turn. Yeah, my turn. I'm talking. No. Okay. Now I know. Yeah, okay. there you go. I'll, I'll say counselor. Okay. Right. Chair two of the applicants. So who's in charge of all the vendors that go in there? Is the city or? Me. You're in charge of all of them. So I, I kind of agree with uh, Council Lopez that we're, you know, this is a new territory we're getting into. Uh, one good thing, this is a special permit. So we, if there is any concern, we can pull his permit in and, and rediscuss re it with him. Um, so um, I agree with him. And you mentioned, Captain, there's another one down the street there. I was actually going to find out uh, who is, who if that person even has a health department uh certificate so i want to make sure that uh being him that in charge of it and i don't know this gentleman uh that all that we put that that anybody that does go in that he's approving has no. to be going through the well they have to get they have to get vic license they have to get a special permit license they have to get help okay. they have to get then all the inspections before they go to before your, they can even come okay to that's town. good so we got that yeah, covered. Yeah. Our, that covered oh it's covered road. three times okay. over yeah i didn't know if he was just you know oh no 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 
Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I just absolutely. want to make sure it's fair. As, as no, health inspect everybody says, inspects them before they can come in. As Councilor Lopez says, you know, everybody's on the same field when it's when it happens. So thank you. I realize it's new, so I'm I'm excited to be one of the first starting this this movement. But uh, you know, obviously, new groundwork has to be set. Okay, Councilor Lopez. Yes, thank you. Okay, Councilor Lopez. A couple things. Do you currently have your um, food permit, like mobile food permit, under a different name? Uh, well, the name of the corporation is American Dreamer. Okay, so I have before me the li the current list of mobile food permits mm -hmm. as of May 25th. Um, well, I, she just inspected it last week and the check was sent in, so maybe it hasn't officially been. But, okay. I mean, okay. we'll obviously have it before we open next Saturday. Okay, so can we also just make sure that that's a stipulation that uh, no food trucks are on the premises that do not yet have their mobile food permit, just to be sure, because we don't want food trucks operating if the license is on the way. Well, yeah, I they, think you would be doing that. No, I mean, you can't. You can't. She wouldn't let it happen. So I'm sorry, no food trucks? No food trucks can operate until their mobile food permit is on hand. I think that that park having multiple food trucks is a great idea. I think this is going to be revitalizing for the downtown area, particularly that area. Um, the sooner you can get other food trucks, the better, yeah. actually, because you have more variety and more people coming through. Absolutely. We're also working with Chickpea Comp, so those students are going to work there. So it's going to be like a big circle. I'm also stuff. like not concerned about operation hours. I think food trucks in other cities operate much later than restaurants sometimes, right. and that's actually better. Um, the licensing portion for the alcohol consumption license already has predetermined times that you can right. and can't serve alcohol. So I'm not worried about alcohol being served past the time because you lose your license. It's not worth the risk, honestly. But if they decide to open up later, there's no generators. It's minimized noise. It's in downtown. I'm, I'm not worried about them opening late. I actually think it's an untapped market. So if mm. you want to stay open later, I open would actually welcome that. I honestly don't want to stay that late. Um, <laughs> but You don't uh, want to make money? No, no. <laughs> well, um, it's really, I mean, really the whole purpose is, just doing it, is enhanced experience and to keep people there. And I think it is enhancing the experience. A lot of people do talk to us about uh, your current food truck, and it's a good time. I have yet to go, so I'm excited uh, to check it out. Yeah, we have uh, art. We have free booths for artists. We have a DJ state. It's like uh, it's a fun space. Cheap. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Okay. All right. All right. Thank we you. Just so have one question. Sorry. Okay. Go go ahead, Councilor. Thanks. Um, we established that this hasn't been done before. Mm -hmm. We didn't do it last year, but you have another establishment. Um, did you ever do it in East Hampton no. in regards to any type of liquor? No. No. Not so for Captain is, Jack's. Okay. Because you do have another establishment in another community. Right. Well, the problem with that establishment is the River Valley Co-op, the grocery store, bought our property, and they have a beer and wine license, so we're not allowed to sell beer and wine on that lot. Okay. Because of that license. Okay. All right. Thank you. Sure. Okay. All right. Also, Councilor, I, I just want to bring up: we have nothing to do with the liquor license. You, the hours and that will be set by the liquor commission, mm -hmm. not us. So that's all going to be under them, anyways, because that's a whole different state requirement. So that we don't set hours or liquor. We're just giving them to be able to go there right now. Correct. Right. I'll, I'll set. Yeah. Because just as a follow-up, I mean, if we have a special permit too, if we have some questions or issues that that we have. We have that ability to pull it in. Okay. 
All right, so let me let me write this up. So it appears that we have a motion to approve a special permit application for the purpose of eating and drinking place with consumption of alcohol located at 181 Center Street with conditions. Uh, one condition is referenced by the fire department with the distance. We also have a condition regarding the porta potties um, and also um, no food trucks um, with uh, a mobile food permit. Without the mobile food permit. I just want to make sure the, the wording, the verbiage on the porta potty condition for it to be without a porta potty or public restroom readily available. So they cannot operate without that. But somebody might not have a porta potty. It might be a location that actually has an actual restroom readily available. I don't want that to be inhibitive. Mm -hmm. And they just need one. I don't care what gender goes into it. Yeah, the toilet, it looks like the toilet for everyone, so. Oh, for the guys. <clears throat> Pretty sure you could use a regular toilet, Counselor Cushane. You'll be okay. They all made dual purpose. Two at once, just dual. Single stall. Gotcha. Yeah. No. That's a Department of Public Health. Sit. Sit down. Good girl. Nice. Lie down. Nice. Good girl. Guys, restroom is. We're actually having all gender restrooms instead of separate gender restrooms. Why are you saying all oh God, oh God in that way? That's inclusion, Bob. Get with the time. No, it's not like multiple people are going at the same time. It's, it's, it's a one, one bathroom. It's a, so it's a, Jesus Christ. We can, we can go down and take a tour of it. All right, guys. Let's <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> That's especially a conversation because you're saying male bathrooms and female bathrooms. Who are non binary? Where do they go? That's well, that's not inclusion, Bob. Funny, long time. I think Bob hasn't gone to the bathroom in a long time, apparently. His bathroom looks different than ours, apparently. <laughs> well, don't go with Bob because apparently the Ford is will be an issue. He'll send you the to a porta potty and say this is specific. No, they don't. It's just the porta potty, Bob. There's no gender on them. They don't have porta potties. Okay. All right. So here we go, guys, and then we're going to vote on this. Okay. Motion to approve a special permit application for the purpose of eating and drinking place. The consumption of alcohol located at 181 Center Street with conditions 
Number one is referenced by the fire department, distance of 10 feet between food trucks, trailers, uh, porta potty with public restroom to be on premises, uh, no mobile food trucks to be allowed on premises without proper permits. Okay, Agnes, please call the roll. Valak here? Yes. Kushane? Yes. Pania Costello? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Zikorowski? Yes. Libri? Yes. Okay. Uh, passes and we're going to sign. So we'll just sign this first. I think we're better off to have conditions. You know, this is something new territory. Better do it right, do it smart, do it safe. Okay, all right. Okay, yeah, thanks, guys. Either one, appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Okay, it looks like. Okay, again, uh, this is motion to approve a special permit application for the purpose of eating a drinking place. Assumption of alcohol located at 21 Center Street with conditions. Reference by the fire department, distance of 10 feet between food trucks slash trailers, porta potty with public restroom to be on the premises, no mobile food trucks to be allowed on premises without proper permits, and the committee voted in favor of it. Uh, it was unanimous. And this is going to go before the full council next Tuesday, uh, D6. All right. Okay. Okay, Kevin. Uh, thank you. Good luck. Thank you. Yeah, good luck, good luck Kevin. Uh, there's some good discussion. We're on to item number two. Item number two, uh, special permit application under chapter 275-9L for the purpose of renewing the special permit granted on May 3rd, 2022 to exercise the regulations of the mill conversion and commercial center overlay district located at 10 Southwick Street Applicant is Valley Opportunity Council, Inc. Ellen Freeman, Esquire, authorized agent, 35 Mount Carmel Avenue, Chickpea, Mass, 01013. Okay. All right. Uh, could you state your name and your address for the record, please, and what your proposal is? Yes. Um, good evening. Ellen Freeman uh, with Chat Schwartz and Fenton, 1441 Main Street, Springfield, representing Valley Opportunity Council, Inc., with me this evening is Stephen Huntley, the executive director. As you heard, we're here to um, request a renewal of the special permit to allow this development in the overlay district, in the mill overlay district. Um, this, we've been here before um, to describe this project. Um, it's a, the Belcher, old Belcher School, which is going to be redeveloped for housing. And this was a RFP with the city and Valley Opportunity Council was the uh, successful bidder. So I'm going to have Steve describe the project um, for those who haven't the benefit of been, being here before. So. Okay, Steve, again, state your, thank you. State your name, address, and your proposal, please. Hi, Steve Huntley, Valley Opportunity Council, 35 Mount Carmel Avenue, Chicopee. Um, the picture here is, of course, the old Belcher School. Um, it will always be Belcher School in my mind, but um, 
We started this somewhere around 2015 when the city put the property out for bid. We were selected as a preferred developer and have inched our way forward since then. Um, and we just need a few more months before, well, probably eight or nine more months before construction will start. So where we are as of now, we've layered in historic tax credits and we've been awarded other tax credits and other funding. So we have the money now awarded conditionally. So of course, now we have to inch forward meeting those conditions. One of those conditions is of course, renewing this because without this, the project's right. dead, of course. Right. Um, so we're moving along with those conditions and then we hope to close on the financing December, January, and we'll immediately start construction. Uh, there will be 25 units of housing here three market rate, 22 affordable. And there's a mix of one, two, and three bedroom units that we've designed, laid out in the space. Uh, it will really, the, the amount of historic money that's coming in, um, I'm comfortable using the word restoration. It really is gonna be a historic restoration. Uh, the windows are going to be very expensive and very nice. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's gonna look spectacular when it's done. And that's the standard the federal and state governments have when you do historic credits. So um, it's the right thing to do because it's a beautiful old building, but also it's what we're required to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think a quick question before I read whatever reports we have. Um, the floor plan, has this changed dramatically from what the original proposal was or has that changed, sir? Has not changed dramatically. There may be some minor alterations Okay. Uh, there was some feedback um, during one of the uh, versions that we'd heard from either planning or building or fire, I forget which one, and we had to modify a few things, which we've done, but nothing dramatic. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, let me just um, see what type of reports we have here um, before we get a little further input, uh, before we allow public input, just to make sure that... If anybody is here regarding public input, that they have a sense of um, any proposals or what's what's changed with this. Okay, so just bear with me a minute here. Okay, uh, taking a look through the file here. Um, basically, engineering, there was, I think a lot of changes, just some comments provided with the site plan review process. Fire department uh, was dated April 7th, 2023. Uh, fire protection engineers should review the possible need for a system. FTC should be on the front left side of the building. Uh, one or more stairwells should have an area of refuse. Um, I'm just gonna ask for Patrick Patrick, um, Patrick is from planning. Do you have some additional comments or concerns before or something new? I did meet with Lee the other day, but uh, go ahead before uh, we get involved a little bit further. New developments. Um, this is the same project that uh, was seen last year when it was approved. It just needs to be uh, renewed. Uh, yeah, planning is in favor of this. Um, it'd be a great thing to get back on the tax roll that's been vacant, as you know, for the better part, or actually over a century. So planning is definitely in favor. All right. Thank you. 
Okay. Um, I'm going to allow public input before we have some discussion. Uh, is there anybody here in the audience that uh, that has some uh, comments? Okay, you're coming up, sir. Okay. Uh, please, please, sir, sir uh, state your uh, name, name and uh, address, please. And Gary, could we get three minutes? Go ahead, sir. Yeah, my name is Alfred Pinsiak. I live on 137 South Street in Chicopee. Yes, sir. Spent almost all of my 91 years in the same place, and it's a neighborhood that I'm very concerned with. Uh, and the people in that area bitch and bitch and bitch, but I'm surprised nobody else showed up here. And that's very disappointing. My, my concerns are when this place becomes an alcoholic distributing place and, and Captain Jack starts selling his fish, I don't know if he started yet or if he's ever going to start. Um, oh, excuse me, sir. Uh, we're, we're talking about item two right now. Did, no, what? We're talking about um, 10 Southwick Street. Did, did you want to comment, comment about 181 Center Street? Um, we're on item number two. Item number one was Captain Jack's. I'm, I'm commenting on the first item you had. Oh, okay. Um, hold on for a second. Go back uh, for public input. Woman, um, either one or he was under. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. I, I think I get that. Okay. Thank you. All right, sir. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Um, we are on item number two, but um, we will allow you to speak on item number one, Captain Jacks. I, I think maybe, I'm right, not you, sure maybe if you understood. You can certainly consider this at the meeting. Remember, your vote was just a recommendation, so his comments will apply when you actually make the final vote on June 6th. So he's certainly welcome to speak. All right. Okay. Uh, thank you, Counselor. Okay, sir. Um, you can you can talk about um, Captain Jacks, if you like, please, uh, because we are on item number two, but we will give you uh, the opportunity to speak. All right? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, sir. Again, your name and your address, please. Do what? Again, your, again, your name and address, please, sir. All right. I, I, my, my concerns are for the neighborhood. It, it's okay. name. Okay. All right. Go ahead, sir. All right. I think we have your name on a record. Okay. Go ahead, sir. Go it's, ahead. A, it's a neighborhood where at, every week I get to pick up a half a bushel of trash, whiskey bottles, beer bottles, beer cans, soda cans, because the city sweeps on a regular basis, but they don't come by all the time. Mm -hmm. there, there is no parking on the south side of South Street. All the signs have been removed. Every top to see a car parked there. I had a, a friend of mine parked there. Cop rang the doorbell. He says, there's no parking on the street. I said, there isn't a sign on the street. This guy just came in from Connecticut. He doesn't know there's no parking. I know because I live there. That 
the, the site where the uh, alcohol is going to be sold is a small site. And if they get a lot of cars, they're going to start parking on South Street. It's a dangerous street. That corner, somebody's going to get killed on it because the cars come by at much too large speed. I'm concerned about trash. I'm concerned about parking. And I'm concerned about people's safety. And that's why I, I'm here. Like I said, I've seen a lot go up and down that street over the years, and it, it's at the tough corner. And uh, I'm, I'm shocked that we haven't had a serious accident there yet, but it'll happen because they drive way too fast. So this, this is my concern. Who's gonna monitor this? Who's gonna make sure that we don't have an additional ton of crap? I mean, we you know got enough of uh, Dunkin' stuff every week picking up off of the uh, tree belt and off the gutter to try and keep the street reasonably clean. If we start getting more whiskey bottles or whatever, I mean, I don't care what he sells, but who's going to keep it clean? That, that's, that's part of my concern. And who's going to control the parking? Because it's a small site. If they, they're not going to get a lot of cars in on that site. I don't know if you've ever seen the site, but it's just... It's, there isn't a lot of room left with all the tables they got there. Okay. So th this is my concern that be aware that there's a potential for trouble and someone's going to have to monitor that and see to it that these things don't happen and don't create safety concerns in the, in the neighborhood and keep the neighborhood somewhat clean. Okay. All right. Um, this will go before the full council uh, next Tuesday. So uh, people, I'm sure, will be aware of that as well. Okay. Th thank you, sir, for coming out. You're welcome. All right. Okay. Thank you. Uh, getting back to public input, um, is there anyone else? Uh, this is regarding item number two uh, on 10 Southwick Street in the audience. Um, okay. Go ahead, ma'am. Your, your name and your address, please. Lisa Bienvenue, 34 Everett Street. Um, one thing. Uh, Belcher School hasn't been vacant for a hundred years. <laughs> I, it might only feel like a hundred years, but it hasn't been a hundred years because I actually substitute taught there when I got out of college. So, you know, I'm not a hundred years old. I only look like it. Um, but, but it hasn't been vacant that long. Um, it's great that you want to do a historical thing. What, what I think that the, uh, the zoning committee needs to think about and what the city council, when, when, because uh, this is going to have to go before the city council also needs to think about this and every other motion that's on here this evening is we're talking about one, two, three bedroom apartments which um, I would say I, I firmly believe that there has to be housing stability for people in the area, but the city also has to consider everything else that goes along with this, which is roadway safety, school safety, whether there is enough room for these kids in the schools, what are we doing to plan for the schools, for the roads, for the services, for the trash, for the police, for the fire. So this is a project that's been in the works for um, a few years now, looking to really enhance the neighborhood uh, with these apartments. But you've got a lot more motions tonight, and none of those other things are talked about. You're talking about things in a very finite way, and all we hear is the tax rolls, the tax rolls, the tax rolls. 
well, who's going to pay for the fire and the police and the street improvements and the in, increases that you need in the schools and the teachers, of which we have a lot of vacancies. So I hope that all of that is considered. We need housing stability, but once someone has housing stability and food stability, they also need to have community stability. So I, I hope you're thinking about that every step along the way, because that's not what we're hearing in the discussions as taxpayers. Thank you. Okay, anybody else in the audience before I check on Zoom? Okay, anybody on Zoom that has um, some questions or concerns uh, and having the chance to speak for public input? Is anybody there? Okay, then um, I'm going to take a vote to close public input. Close public input. Uh, Mr. Uh, Chairman, do you want me to speak now or, or after you close public input? Um, I think how about, how about if you speak after Fred, okay? So, because, okay. yes, it's public okay. input, but your, your position is city. Okay, so uh, thank you. Bear with us for a minute, please. Okay, so I'm a second at the close public input. Um, Agnes, please call the roll. Balakir? Yes. Kushane? Yes. Pania Costello? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Zigarowski? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Okay, all right, so public input is closed. All right, so now we're calling for a motion on the item under discussion. Um, and, right? Motion to approve. Okay. Um, uh, with, right, I'm going to say yes, um, because basically what we're going to do here is, thank you, I, I will second that, uh, but basically a motion to approve the special permit for the conditions that are stated and being satisfied from the ODRC committee report, the overlay district committee report, which were put into place, okay? But before we write that motion up, I would like to get some input from any other counselors at this point, and also um, Councilor Krampus, uh, I think Fred, why don't we let Fred speak first, all right? Okay, uh, Fred, go ahead, sir. You have the floor. Please state your name and address, please, for the record. Okay, uh, City Councilor Fred Krampus, 430 E Street, Ward 5. Um, I'm glad to see that this project is uh, moving forward. I know uh, Mr. Huntley and the VOC have been uh, working at this for uh, several years now. I'm glad to hear uh, tonight that the funding is starting to come together because uh, I know the city would you know, like to transfer this building over to VOC at some point for them to be responsible. Uh, I have not uh, received any calls uh, about this. Um, and I know, you know a lot of this was discussed at uh, meetings a, a few years ago uh you know with the constituents coming out and, and giving their opinions so uh i'm in favor of this being approved tonight thank you all right you're welcome thank you okay uh mary other counselors before we take vote mary beth go ahead yeah i just have a question there are 25 units here um bedrooms would be one two and three how many will be one bedroom? How many are two? And how many are three? Yeah. It's in the application. I don't know it off the top of my head. We okay. will get it. So I just want it on the record as an update. 
verbally, okay. but that's right. okay. Um, right. I don't think that's going to change. That's okay as long as it's in writing. Um, I apologize. Okay. I don't have the no, number no in problem. front of me. But it is Im important because three bedrooms so we don't have the may mean more children in regards to schools. Yeah, and we did have a taxpayer and a resident right, so speak uh, in regards to <laughs> community <laughs> services yeah. and city services um, and how available they're going to be in regards to support. Um, to support the individuals that would be moving into this particular area. So I appreciate the fact that a Ward 9 constituent of mine, Mrs. B. Avenue, came forward as a taxpayer and is stating, we are talking about putting things on the tax rolls, but we also have to look at the support um, that we can give the individuals and the families and the children that would be moving in here in regards to schools, in regards to police, in regards to streets. So if you have a three, how many three bedroom units you have may have more children than a one bedroom unit. And we have to look at congested housing to make sure that that doesn't become a problem in regards to making a neighborhood congested and then also not be able to provide the appropriate services that I think that um, Mrs. B. Avenue was alluding to. Thank you. Thank you. Motion, Mary Beth. Yeah. Okay. Councilor Bree. Uh, I'm in favor of this. Uh, you know, they came in a year ago or so and uh, got the uh, special permit, and uh, or it might have been a little bit longer. But I also want to clarify planning. Um, it hasn't. Uh, have been on a tax rolls for a hundred years because it was a school and they weren't paying us um, uh, our property taxes. So uh, I believe that's what planning uh, intended uh, in that remark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I'm for it. I think we need housing, especially in that area. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm anxious to see that project start going. Okay. Also, Councilor Bree. Mr. Okay. Mr. Chairman, if I may. Yes. I, I have an answer to the question. That's all. If that's okay. Yes, go ahead, sir. Uh, the floor plan? Yes, I have okay. the floor plan in front of me. It's a very small version. but uh, okay. So two one-bedrooms, 17 two-bedrooms, and six three-bedrooms. Thank you. Thanks so much. All right, thank you. One final uh, follow-up. So basically, it hasn't, as I mentioned earlier when, when we started the discussion, it really hasn't changed. No. Okay, okay. that's still pretty much the format of what the floor plan is going to be. Yes, we're keeping a lot of the existing walls and we're building around the existing infrastructure. So how it's laid out is difficult to change, honestly. Okay, thank you. Councilor Lopez, go ahead. Could you also just, for the record, since we're already discussing the units and the amount of units of each, tell us which three units are at market rate? That has not been determined yet. Okay. Um, I, I would... I would have an interest in that because you know it's a very it's a, makes a difference if out of only six three bedroom units three of those are at market rate versus if, if all six of the three bedrooms are at affordable rates that impacts the community differently. Our, our goal would be the one bedrooms be market rate, and that's philosophically where we would likely be. However, I don't want to I can't commit to that unfortunately. 
in stone at this moment. Okay. Um, also, the the makeup of this and like traffic discussions, I do appreciate uh, Lisa Bienvenue's uh, comments. I will like to to reiterate for the record, particularly for this, because this is just a reissuing that we hashed absolutely all of that the first time that this came before us. Uh, I think we, to, to say it plainly, grilled them pretty hard to make sure that they had all of their I's dotted and their T's crossed. We went over this for a very long time. This is not a quick discussion. Um, and I, I know I asked a ton of questions. The other counselors asked a ton of questions. Uh, so I do appreciate the comments because I absolutely also want to always dot our I's and cross our T's. Uh, but for this one specifically, I promise you we did the first time. And that's why when it's before us now, we're not re-asking those questions because nothing has substantially changed in the plan. But thank you again for your comments, Ms. Bianco. Okay, you're all set. Councilor Flam, go ahead. Can you just clarify, are you for profit or non-profit? Are you for profit or non-profit? BSC is a non-profit. Okay, that, so there is no tax revenue to the city. That's untrue. Okay, BOT pays real estate tax on every property except the Mount Carmel School assessed value. And we have a pilot for the Mount Carmel School. Thank you. I just, people yeah, have been yeah. asking. Nope, and, and, appreciate it. Okay, because it needs to be clarified. The last time I counted, we paid about a quarter of a million dollars to the city in real estate taxes. Thank you. That's good to know. Yeah, people thank you. People can understand that because it, it, people hear is, you know, what the, the program that you have and they think it's nonprofit. So it goes to show what you did. So I'm very glad we clarified that. No, I appreciate you asking the question. I should say it more because it, it is always it, it an is uncertainty in folks' heads. But it's very important philosophically to me and to our board that we be good neighbors in every right. stretch of the imagination, including we drive the streets, so we want to pay taxes, so we have good streets. We send kids to school. We want to pay our real estate share so that there are good schools to send our children to. And the fire, we want to make sure there's fire protection when we need fire protection. And and all to be good neighbors. Right. Well, I, I'll, I'll just say this. As long as I know in BOC, um, they do a great job with the city, all their buildings. Thank you, sir. I'll say, Councilor? Yes, thank you. Okay. Uh, any further questions? Um, again, I just want to clarify, too, that as reference, this is a renewal of the special permit. And again, as Councilor Lopez mentioned, we did have an extensive vetting process with the um, a conversion and commercial center overlay district committee and that involves all the departments so we went through an extensive uh list of what things ha had to be done and the requirement as i've written up here the condition stated being satisfied and um uh, being met so so we are going to be very closely watching this this project okay all right, so again, uh, the motion is on the floor is to approve the uh, renewal of the special permit with conditions stated and being satisfied from the ODRC committee report. Agnes, can you please call the roll? Bushane? Yes. Valley Care? <laughs> yes. Vinia Costello? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Zigarowski? Yes. Labrie? Yes. All right, we're just, just going to sign your documents on this. Summer tomorrow, first of the month.
right, thank you. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so again, the motion was to approve the renewal of the special permit with conditions stated being satisfied from the ODRC committee report. The committee voted in favor, six to nothing unanimous, and this is going to, and this is a permit to run with the land. And this will be going before the full council on Tuesday, uh, the 6th. All right, so thank you for coming in. Have a good evening. Thank you all very much. Have a great evening. Thank you. Okay. Moving, moving right along. Okay, item, uh, item number three, um, special permit application under chapter 275-9L for the purpose of the renewal of a special permit with current conditions granted on March 1st, 2022 for the redevelopment of the Baskin parcel consistent with the mill conversion and commercial center overlay district located at 75 West Main Street. The applicant is Haman Gresham, oh, Brisa Development, <clears throat> LLC, 2009 Flatbush Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11234. Is the applicant here? Uh, I'm, my name is Chris Nolan. I'm from Park Corporation. Okay, um, sir, could you right, mention your name and also your address? And, uh, 14 Bobble Road in Holyoke. Okay. Um, I'm here to introduce the design team. They're here by, uh, by Zoom. My name is Chris Nolan. I'm a senior project coordinator at PAR Corporation. Uh, here joining us virtually is the, uh, the managing member of the Bercy development team, Hamad Graham. Uh, also, Andy Van of Castrucci Architects. And Alan Hanscom, who is also from uh, PAR Corporation. He's a VP there. And we are the consultant to Brissa for this project. I thank you, and I will defer all questions to those members of the design team who I think will be able to answer them. Okay, thank you. Um, who wants to start first? Again, please state your name and your address and what your title is and what your interest is uh, or your position with this uh, development, okay? Go, whoever wants to start first, please. Good evening. Actually, my computer is running out of battery, so I can't turn on my video. Um, thank you guys for having this meeting. This is Hamed Graham from Breeze Development, LLC. Um, we're the lead developer on the project. We're here today to get a renewal of a special permit that was issued to us in March of 2022. Um, you know, some brief project updates. Um, the request for extension is due largely to the fact that um, this project is unique in size. Um, you would compare it to other projects in eastern Massachusetts as it relates to the size of the development and then the overall cost. Um, given the nature of the construction market um, and interest rates and a lot of things that kind of play into developing a project like this, um, this project needed to go back for additional funding um, for uh, solving, you know, some gaps that were in the residential component of the project. Um, you know, through uh, multiple applications to DHCD and mass housing, um, we were awarded um, full financing for the project um, uh, just a couple of weeks ago. The governor came out with an announcement um, she highlighted the building as, you know, a 100 plus unit 
um, workforce housing development that has a lot of sustainable features um, and, you know, appears as if, you know, at the top levels of government within the state, they're very excited about the project. Um, DHCD and Mass Housing have always supported this project um, and they like the concept of it. They like the building, they like the density. Um, but like a lot of projects that are coming up um, that started off a couple years ago, you know, these projects have um, experienced some serious construction cost increases, and this project was one of them. Um, but fortunately, the project has been fully funded. Um, we're slated to close and begin construction on the residential portion in the third quarter of um, uh, the fourth quarter of this year. Um, now that all the funding from the state um, has been secured. Um, so we're effectively just asking um, for a renewal under the previous design site. Um, the plans for this development have not changed really at all. The only changes have been to incorporate um, comments that came from the city of Chicopee um, there hasn't been, you know, any changes in the unit count, um, you know, unit layout, uh, design, you know, exterior. It's effectively the same exact thing we presented in March, which we were approved for. All right, thank you. Um, would Andy or Al like to speak next? Um, Andy's actually not on the call. Um, Andy actually lives in Denmark. Um, so at this time, it would be roughly o'clock in the morning for him, and he has little kids. So, so sorry about well, that. What's his priority? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I right. just wanted to see if I could get a laugh out of you. Okay. All right. Is there anybody else from the group that wants to speak before uh, we get a little more involved with this? Uh, I don't really have anything to add to what Hamad just said. We're we're good. Okay. All right, Andy. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Um, let me just um, read, see if there's something new that I have here. And Patrick may have something new. I did meet with Lee the other day to chat about this. So just bear with me a minute. Uh, let's see. There's something here from engineering. Please see the engineering department comments with the site plan review process. Fire, no new recommendations. Holding, uh, nothing here. Okay, this is from uh, Lee, Department of Planning and Development, regarding special permit renewal recommendations for 75 West Main Street. Councilor Ballack here. Applications request a renewal of special permit to exercise redevelopment of the Baskin parcel within the parameters. The mill conversion and commercial center overlay district special permit previously granted uh, March 1st, 2022 with conditions. Planning recommends approval of the special permit renewal with the current conditions that were accepted from the overlay district review committee ODRC from February 1st, 2022. Okay. Um, I think I'm just going to ask Patrick if Patrick anything further at this point. No, no new comments. Thank you, Councillor. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, let me uh, allow public input to see if there's anyone regarding allow uh, a public input at this point. 
And again, um, to please um, state your uh, name and uh, your address and um, please limit the three minutes to speak. Go ahead, sir. We have the time limits on this now? Yes, absolutely. Uh, okay, Jerry Roy, uh, 31 Devlin Drive here in Chicopee. Um, I was hoping that they'd go a little bit more. I know it's a re renewal on a, a special permit, but I was hoping they'd go a little more into what they were building as far as, you know, the same thing with the bedrooms and how many how many children are projected to be there, that type of information. Do, can we get that from them? Well, I, I think we probably could. Again, this is a renewal, so unless and it's my understanding that nothing has changed substantially well, from can we the ask them? proposal. Yeah. Yes, we can. Okay. okay. All right. Hold on a second. Okay. Um, either Hamad or Andy, can you just? Alan. Alan. Andy's in Denmark. Uh, oh. Uh, okay. Well, all right. Okay. <laughs> you can call me Andy. Okay. All right. Hamad or or or, or Alan, um, please. Please shed some light as to, sir, again, your questions about the number of bedrooms. Yeah, I mean, he's 100 plus units. Is it 105? Is it 200? Is it, what is the number there? And then how is that broken up with bedrooms? Okay. All right, sir, could you just give us a breakdown again of uh, number of units and the bedrooms, uh, please? Uh, again, uh, I think Hamad dropped off the call. I think his um, battery did, in fact, die. He just got a text from him, so he's not on the call. Um, if I might be able to, I have the uh, fiscal analysis report uh, that's available. I could sh share my screen and provide, I think that information would be in that report if you'd like me to share my screen. Do you, do you have a total bedroom know. amount, maybe? I yeah, well, I think the total, so is, this, the total is... Go ahead. I want to note that even if they're not able to get it for, to you right now, this information was all outlined during the meeting that happened last time, and all of that is actually delineated in the meeting minutes. So that's another way for you to get all the information of what was discussed and like the outline of the units. Okay. Um, we could certainly try I, to get an answer, I, to it, but I just wanted to let you know. But we're having a, a public meeting, and I have a public question. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm, I'm just saying you that also. I'm, I'm saying that renewal. also, right? Like we can yeah. absolutely ask for this information. Yeah. However. To, it's a renewal, so they, because there's no substantial change, oftentimes when applicants come for yeah, renewal, they don't come ready for that information. Yeah, I can hear um, it, So they, really they can really absolutely good. give it to us. I, I'm not trying to argue, okay, I'm just I'll offering you another after. form to also get the information, which is the meeting. It should yeah. be numbers they have on the top of yeah. their head. Okay, so, thanks. You have to understand, we're not here to discuss the project because it's already been approved. Excuse me, I just have a question. Okay. I mean, not a question, but point of information. Okay, just from point of information, okay, this is a renewal, okay? They're going to look for the information. If we don't have it readily available, we will get it for you. We'll get it for you. Okay. Well, All right. But they're but they're going to look. They're looking. Okay. So just bear with us. Yeah. Okay. Even just a, a total of bedrooms is. is if, you know, if I may, I, I'm getting a little bit confused here. Mr. Roy came tonight. We're referencing what already happened. He wasn't there. He's a public person who's a taxpayer came down in good faith mm -hmm. to get some answers and we can't say to him well this is from last year he no, wasn't just, excuse me counselor hold yeah. on a second please yeah we're going to look they're going to look into the information okay but it is a renewal okay it's yeah. not and it hasn't changed substantially right so we've established that fact 
Right. Okay. Right. But we'll clear that. If I can, through the chair, attorney, since the agenda item is a renewal and not the application, are we required to rehash things from last year that have already been rehashed, or is yeah. are the agenda items what we have to stick to? It's within your discretion. So I apologize. I'm sorry, my, my computer died. So um, the councilwoman, she was asking about the. Was she asking about the bedroom types? There was actually a member of the public. So I was I was not asking about the number of bedrooms. I was just offering another way to also get the information. So we certainly have the information in the meeting minutes from the prior meeting, but that doesn't negate that there is a resident asking the information. So if you have it readily available, we would love to hear it. The resident would love to hear the information. My comments were not to negate your ability to give the information. It was just offering another way to also get the info. But if you have that information for us, Hamad, that would be great. Yeah, no worries. Right. So yeah, thank you for the question. So at this point, right, like there hasn't been any substantial changes. Um, we're looking at 15 studios, 11 one bedrooms, um, 69 two bedrooms, and only 11 three bedrooms. So, so you, roughly, you're probably looking at realistically having about 100 children. In the in the complex, unless there's something that. Uh... Can you actually verify that, Hamad? Because that was the okay. best amount okay. in the plan. So, is that, so verifying. So so again, this is a renewal under the previous zoning regs. Um, I, I know this information is important, but um, I believe we provided this last year. But I'll go back and look at that information. But again, um, I, I would just want to reiterate that. You know, again, this, the government supports this project. The, the state agencies really love this project. They talk about, you know, how cutting edge it is when it comes to sustainability. Um, so this is a project that will bring a lot of pride to everyone involved. So that's nice, but it's the taxpayers' money, not the government's money. Funding. Yeah, understood. Understood. So, so working off of a three-bedroom, having having two children, you're, you're 100 students um, projected. Do, we have, do you have in your projections the, the annual property tax amount that you, you expect to pay on that property? It's been readily available. Yeah, Hamad, if I can interject, we did a fiscal uh, impact assessment for uh, the special permit, and that is has been submitted submitted in the record. There was a net um, zero increase in uh, cost to the city because of the revenues that are generated for, by taxes. It was offsetting any impact to uh, city services, including uh, school costs for educating the children. That, I, but is what's the number? I mean. The number all for this what? stuff should be. It's all. It's all in the financial. Uh, Kathy McCabe did a very nice and thorough fiscal impact assessment, and that report has been submitted to the city as part of the special permitting process. So that's readily available and should be available through the city. But we'll be glad to provide it again if you'd like. It seems like information that should be. If there's ten things you should know, it should be these. You know these things. Let me let me move on. <clears throat> So theoretically, if we have 100, 100 children, right, and we have an average of 18,000 a year per child, we're at about $2 million that this is going to add to the school budget. Who is there a school? I don't know the new school budget, I mean, the school committee people, so I don't know if there's anyone here from there. No. I, I don't believe there is. Okay. 
So when we sent around the information for the various departments, previously the school department didn't respond. This time they didn't respond that I've seen, but you would think that for $2 million that they would have some kind of input on, on what they want to do. I mean, what their recommendation is or something. Okay, well, let me just jump in on that, okay? Yeah. If we renew this tonight, Again, it's going to be similar with what we renewed the last item. So that's going to we're going to have to they're going to have to meet the current conditions that were accepted and proposed from the overlay district committee. All right. So we're going to make sure that all the departments have input with this before the um, special permit uh, the uh, report is completed. All right. Well, I, I, I'm not following when you're going to get the input from the school department before your vote on at the next council meeting. Well, um, we've had a year and a half to do it already. This, this <laughs> is a condition. This is a condition. So as as you know, uh, with the special permit, it can be re revoked or renewed. We we have a lot of discretion with that. This runs with the pro with the land. This isn't really irrevocable in that way. I don't, I understand. Um, legally, I think. I think Dan, go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. Yeah, they will certainly run with the land. Correct. So, I, I, this is this is a big project. Right. Okay? Right. It's, it's, I mean, development is good for for the city, but it, but as a taxpayer, to add another two million dollars into the school budget without their input, and I'm surprised that nobody has dragged them here. Whoever, the, you know, the ward. The ward person or the superintendent should be if you're spending two million dollars you should be have some input well, somewhere right but again that's a hypothetical we don't know how many kids are going to be coming in at this point okay you're you're throwing a two million dollar figure at us at this point but it could be less all right we don't know yet okay what, what's going to happen I, I mean i can appreciate sir your questions but again we don't have something firm with that right now where it's not like we're saying okay these are all occupied and uh there are 100 kids we don't know that yet okay all right okay. And, and we are going to start our budget talk soon i actually have the answers okay all right go ahead Councilor lopez i look for the minutes um which you can also refer to online if you want more information because there's a whole lot more information okay. which is what i was trying to refer to um so there are 107 apartments 107 they said there would be 101 parking spaces provided. Um, they also stated that the study that was done estimates a low estimate of 17 to a high estimate of 33 school-aged children. So it's not like there's going to be 100 uh, students. That's not how the formula works. So only half of the two bedrooms will have... Any, I don't know the specifics because yeah, I'm not, that yeah, I don't know the technicality, but I, I, I do remember during that meeting asking about how they came up with that number. And there's some kind of formula that's tried and true um, that they do in all of these studies. And they, usually the range is correct. So there's, that's why there's a low and a high range. And the, on the low end is 17 and on the high range of, of the school amount is 33 school age children. Who is it? Maybe we can ask them. Who is it? Do they, is this a, something that they're going to build and hold that they're going to keep it? Or is it something that they build for someone and then they sell it to them? Or how does no. that, we know who that? Like, no, what? It's across 
five states and we never sell. Uh, we make a commitment to this and we stay on to own it and manage it. So that's that's not our business model. Okay, so you are you the ones that would be the person deciding who the tenant is, or is the the state has regulations, obviously. Well, yeah, the state has regulations. There's fair housing laws, right? We can't necessarily decide, um, you know, tenancy um, other than, you know, global, you know, global kind of rental requirements that go along with a project of this size. Like, there's fair housing laws that, you know, a lot of landlords, every landlord has to abide by. So, you know. I understand that. I'm, I'm a real estate broker. I understand that. But I'm, my question was having to do with if the state has regulations with tied in with the money strings attached, they're going to not say, oh, we're going to, you know, take, uh, you know, one couple and put them in a three bedroom. There's going to be there's going to be need for no, you know, housing for children. Right and yeah, the units are right size based on the population that would be considered someone that's overhoused. Um, but most single people are not going to take a three bedroom even. If there wasn't any right. state funding, and, and do we, and do we, and do we know the um, the breakdown on on I heard on the previous person as far as like the affordable or market rate or that aspect how that's broken down? Yeah, this this is a workforce housing development, right? So um, the rents vary; um, they go down, you know, to maybe thirty thousand, you know. For one person up to seventy-two thousand um, for another, so it ranges, right? But you know, again, this is an inclusive development, and it's intended to be an inclusive development. That's why you have agencies that are funding this project to such a great extent, and that's why they're excited about it because it checks off a lot of the boxes as it relates to like integrated community, economic development. Sir, yeah, I just have your, one. Your time is up. I understand. I just have one question. Is there any requirements with the state, um, with the loans and all of that, to have some of this be emergency housing for individuals? No. Okay. Thank you. Okay. And right. I just have a point of information for you if you want to do some research on it after. Um, the estimates for the school age children were based on the comparable approach as well as using Rutgers multipliers. So that might be helpful for you to understand how that number, how we came to that number. And also in terms of cost to educate, because um, this is a question that Ms. Bienvenu had brought up on the last one, uh, the real estate taxes will cover the cost to educate the children residing in the proposed department. Okay, thank you, Councilor Lopez. All right. Okay, uh, another person. Issa Bienvenu, 34 Everett Street. Uh, just a couple of things. Um, as a woman in this day and age, to say, "Ooh, the government is excited," doesn't, you know, make me make me feel good. The government hasn't been that good to women lately, so you know, I, that's not a good a good argument to make. Um, I, I think I get I I get the point that this other resident is trying to make. Um, because this ties into the big picture. Again, um, you know, sustainability, I'm glad the governor's uh, excited about this project. I'm glad everybody's excited about this project um, because we do need sustainable housing for people in Chigabee. But now we're at, so that's 107 units plus 25 at the other one. So now we're at 132 additional units with three bedrooms and two bedrooms. So again, more kids. 
more services. And on Baskin, we're talking more traffic. If you have ever tried to go through the falls um, at, you know, in the morning or in the afternoon when school is getting out, you're going to be tied up in traffic forever. So gets back to the street design, street planning, traffic flow. Um, and then you have the emergency vehicles there. So now we're, but we're at 132 units. So, you know, that's fine that this is a renewal of an application, but I guess, you know what? Silverbrick was renewal of applications and we know what happened at Silverbrick downtown. So I don't think it's good to just poo poo and say, oh, it's, it's a renewal. I think it's a year down the road. It's not wrong to say there are no you know, material changes to a project, but let's think about the project again and the state of the city. Not saying don't move forward, but saying don't just rubber stamp things through because you've looked at it once and talked about it once. Mm -hmm. Because in that year, how many fatalities have we had on Chicopee Street? How many fatalities have we had on Springfield Street? How many more people are you putting on the road, you know, when you build this on, on West Main Street? And we have not made any substantial changes to the traffic patterns in the city or the roadways. So it's not the same dialogue as a year ago. We should be wiser this year when we're thinking about it. Not to say we shouldn't do it. But are we asking and thinking about the right questions for where the city is today? Because we're not in the same place today as we were in March of 2022. Thank you. All right. Anybody else in the audience for public input? Anybody on Zoom? Public input. Okay, uh, I'm going to make a motion or a vote to close public input. Make a motion to close public input. Okay, all right, I'll second that. Okay. Agnes, please call the roll. Balakir? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Pinia Costello? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Zagorowski? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Okay, all right. Uh, further questions from counselors uh, before I get involved with motions? Okay, Mary Beth, go ahead. Yeah, thank you, um, Counselor Valley here. Just to refresh my memory, um, going back to last year, is this the proposal that's an apartment building that's along with some sort of um, um, restaurant or grocery store? Grocery store, soccer field, uh, very interesting. Very interesting. Okay, and a brewery it. and a brewery too. Okay, so the apartment building is like eight stories or something. Um, from the top of my memory, it's it's, it's going to be. I think it's six. Six. At least. But, at least okay. six. Okay. okay. But All right. I just a, wanted to make sure in my mind because I certainly it's as a point of information, Mr. Chairman, it is eight stories. Okay. All right. Eight. Okay. All right. Okay. I just right. wanted to, and I appreciate you explaining that to me, uh, Councilor Pellicer. All right, it's, it's a multi-million dollar project. This is uh, in the old Uniroyal Baskin area, which really, um, this has been pretty much just left in disarray. So uh, this is a very interesting project. Okay, all thank set, you. Mary Beth? Yeah, thank okay, you. Thank you. Other counselors before we get involved? Uh, we'll be six to eight. 
It's eight. It, I'm looking at the minutes. Sure. Yes. Okay. Right. But it's it's going to be a large. It's going to be large. But if if we go back in time, and we think about from a historical perspective what Uniroyal used to have, and there used to be thousands of people there. There was another area, for lack of a better term, there were apartments there. I think it was called Chinatown. Workers were there. There were shifts. Uh, they paid high wages. Uh, it was a very vibrant part of the city. And of course, uh, again, um, looking at tax rolls, taking a look at city services. Uh, wouldn't it be interesting if this committee decided to say, no, we're going to turn these projects down. And then all of a sudden, oh, you know what? We're going to have fewer police. We're going to have fewer fire. We're going to have to lay people off. Your trash will be picked up once a month instead of weekly. Those are some of the things that we have to take into consideration. And also, if we're looking for talented people, the revenue has to come from somewhere. And these buildings that have been in disarray, taking New Royal, for example, looking at that complex there, uh, that area is really, it, it was shuttered. It was shuttered, and it, when I, and, and it was a tax taking from the city. And um, when we look at these projects, especially, again, this is similar to the item that we had before, the Overlay District Review Committee. These are professional people that we have that are going to be vetting this process, okay? We have engineers. We have people that have gone to Ivy League schools. Uh, there's other people. We have department heads. We're, going to, we're looking at this project very closely. We're not ready just to rubber stamp and say, okay, do whatever you guys want. No, that's not the way how the city works, and that's not the way how this council should work either, okay? So I, I'm digressing a little bit, but we're looking at this project closely, and there aren't, there aren't big projects in other cities and towns that are going on, and something like this would really be good for the city of Chicopee, all right? So if there's other councilors that would like to chime in before uh, I, I entertain a motion. Go ahead, Councillor Lopez. Um, so just a couple of things. The first being that I absolutely welcome and appreciate uh, public input, um, even at times when we may not agree with it. I think that it's healthy to have these kind of discussions. Mm -hmm. um, I agree that things do look a little different on the roads now than they did a year ago. Um, I will explain why I'm comfortable without having had rehashed all of the details, because I do remember the discussion. I looked over the discussion prior to, and I think this is very different from Silverbrick. Uh, Silverbrick is basically a reconstruction of a building. Um, and yes, they for, for years passed through under the radar and, you know, held business in a way that was inappropriate. Myself, Mary Beth, my uh, counselor Costello and I, and counselor Dobaz really went, went in on that, <laughs> on that issue. Mm -hmm. However, this is very different. This is a new development. Um, the reason why it's before us, it's not because they violated anything. It's just because they needed more time for financing. Um, so nothing has substantially changed. And that discussion um, on that meeting was over an hour long, just that item. Um, we were here for a very long time that night because we did want to make sure that we combed through every issue. We combed through traffic. We combed through schools. We combed through the impact of schools. Um, I, I believe it was Councillor Costello who had asked those questions about the schooling. Um, all of us had follow-up questions. So personally, as a counselor, I felt comfortable with it because I know that the only reason that they're coming back to us right now for renewal was because it takes time for these kind of developments and because they needed to secure the funding because of rising costs. 
all of those other things, they did not go awry. We, we didn't just like not discuss traffic. We didn't just not discuss education. We, we, we discussed all of that, um, which is why I did feel comfortable with moving forward. Um, but, but I agree, you know, it is our job to continue to look at these things. I appreciate your comments. I appreciate the oversight from residents. I mean, that's the point, right? We're, we're in these seats because we're elected by the residents for the residents. And whether we agree with every single resident or not, we still have to listen and hear what the residents have to say. So I appreciate you. Um, I don't take any of it personal. This is our job, right? It's our job to hear the input and act upon it. Um, I also don't take personal asking for specific details, even though this is, you know, a renewal, because I understand make, sometimes residents don't even understand that like the minutes are already available. Like that might not be something they recognize. And it is our job to, you know, make that information readily available. It's part of our job uh, to remind folks how to have access because that's also transparency. So I think all of the residents I have spoken today, um, I encourage you all to reach out to us if you want more information. You know, there's, I'm happy to forward the meeting minutes to folks. I'm happy to have conversations with folks, whether I agree or not, because that's that's really our role. Um, and I thank you for your input. Thank you. I'll say Council Lopez. Yeah. All right, thank you. Uh, any other councilors? Um, okay. Councilors on Zoom, anybody? Okay, um, I'm I'm going to make a recommendation that we uh, we approve the uh, special permit uh, with the current conditions, and uh, I will ask for uh, someone to uh, make make that motion. Okay, I'll make a motion to approve uh, with current restrictions. All right. Okay, and uh, I will second that. Okay. Right. Motion to approve with current current uh, restrictions. And roll call, please. Valakir? Yes. Kushane? Yes. Pania Costello? No. Lopez? Yes. Zigarowski? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Let me just write this up.
going to go early. Okay, motion uh, was to approve the special permit with existing conditions that were accepted from the Overlay District Review Committee from February 1st, 2022. It's a permit to run the land. Uh, there are five members favorable and one unfavorable. And uh, this will go before the full city council on Tuesday, uh, June 6th. All right, thank you very much. Item. Thank you. Thanks. All right, thank you, gentlemen. Have a good evening. Thank you as well, sir. Thank you. Okay, uh, next on the agenda is um, item number four special permit application under Chapter 275, Section 58, Subsection C5, for the purpose of four <laughs> residential units. Located at 1682 Memorial Drive, the applicant is 896-900 Prospect Street, Inc. David B. Williams, 32 Hay Avenue, South Haley, Mass, 01075. Okay, um, would the applicant be here in the audience? Uh, we are on Zoom, uh, Mr. Counselor. It's uh, Attorney Jim Baker. Oh, yes. Law office. Oh yes, uh, Dave. Okay, that's right. You folks, you mentioned that earlier. And, yeah, um, and Dave. You know, we've had a started meeting. Yes. Okay. Uh, so um, either uh, David Williams or uh, the attorney Jim Baker, whoever wants to speak again, just give your full name, your address, and what the proposal is for this evening. Thank you. Go ahead, uh, folks. Uh, attorney Jim Baker, Forty Bridge Street, in. South Hadley, Massachusetts is my law office. And David Williams is 32 Hague Avenue in South Hadley. And, and this is a uh, residential four unit building and uh, projected to have a uh, maintenance office to store essentially plumbing, electrical supplies to maintain the property. Uh, the applicant also abuts the property uh, he owns the property immediately to the west. Uh, and in conjunction with Mr. Pouillat from the planning department, there's an easement that was granted over the adjacent property to provide further access to the subject parcel uh, to permit parking and access in addition to the access that's on Prospect Street, but also over the adjacent parcel as well. And that easement has been recorded 
in the Hamden County Registry of Deeds. Um, and that's really our proposal uh, for this evening. Okay. Oh, does the other gentleman want to speak as well, or, or are you going to be the spokesperson? Well, we can both speak yeah. if, if he'd like to. Yeah. No, Jim's my spokesperson. So yeah, yeah he's available to answer questions and he's free to speak, but that's unless you'd like further uh, clarification from me, that really is the proposal to, again, the four residential units, which are there already and occupied, uh, but also to provide the office to comply with the existing um, zoning bylaw. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, thank you. Okay. Uh, let me just see what we have for reports and then um, we'll open it up to uh, public input. So just bear with me. Um, Very good. We have, thank you. Uh, we have a report from the building department. Uh, there still needs to uh, be a business use in the building business A. I think that was just referenced by the gentleman. Uh, engineering, uh, no engineering comments. Uh, let's see, this is from Department of Planning um, regarding special permit recommendation for 1682 Memorial Drive. A counselor ballot here, property is zoned business A. Applicant is seeking a special permit to allow for up to four residential dwelling units. Current conditions consist of a building with four residential units and one unit used as professional office for a total of five units. Proposed uses are permitted in business A by special permit by chapter 275, section 58, uh, subsection C5, up to four dwellings in a business building. Parking requirements are regulated under Chapter 275, Section 40, and Subsection 1B. Multifamily dwellings, four more units, one and a half spaces per unit plus two guest spaces per 10 units. Planning recommends approval upon confirmation from the building and fire departments that all building code and life safety requirements are met. And let's see, from the treasurer's office, it looks like uh, the water bill was paid. Okay. All right. I think I'll just ask Patrick if he has anything further to say at this point. No, thank you, Counselor. What you have is up to date. No comments. Okay. All right. Just making sure unless something came in at the 11th hour. Appreciate right. it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Okay, Patrick. Um, Okay, uh, I'm gonna allow um, public input here. I don't know if, is there anyone in the audience that uh, is here for public input regarding um, 1682 Memorial Drive? Okay. Okay. Oh, no, that's all right. You know, uh, it's good exercise getting up and down. At least to be on Venue 34 Everett Street. This is actually in my ward. You know, it's the same thing, you know, um, when you're thinking about uh, apartments, um, whether it's four units, 25 units, 107 units or more or less, or uh, you guys got to be thinking about the same things. It's more than just what are, what are we getting back from departments? And um, um, I, I did think the Ivy School comment was interesting before when, you know, when I got a little lecture. Um, um, I, I actually don't think if someone has an Ivy School 
um, degree or or graduated from you know UMass or went to a community college. Uh, any way you educate yourself, I think, is a good education, and it doesn't make you any smarter or better or um, more knowledgeable or more professional. Um, or if you're a skilled tradesman, because man, I know an awful lot of electricians and plumbers who who um, I wish I had their kind of money and their kind of drive. So um, that's, you know, on a level playing field. Um, but I, it, but it's the same thing. Any one of these, um, I'm not saying to say no to any of this, but, you know, you're looking at each individual project and you're not looking at it as a whole on what it's doing to the dynamics of the city, the traffic in the city, the traffic patterns in the city, and even with the one that you just approved, which I know everybody's all excited about the brewery and everything else, and I just thought, that that just increases the traffic tenfold if it's a destination spot. Um, and, but again, that plan policy, you know, forward thinking about transportation, it's not just about the tax rolls. It can't be, I, I don't want to hear that, the tax rolls, or that I'm not going to get my trash picked up every week. We're paying for that. That's coming out of my taxes. Um, you know what? And, and there are services to pick up trash also. Um, you know, it can't, it, there's, we, we, Residents shouldn't be threatening city officials. City officials shouldn't be uh, threatening residents of what can or cannot happen. I'm not here talking about the apocalypse. I'm just saying we know we have traffic issues in the city and we have to address them as we're moving these projects forward. Thank you. Okay, anybody else here for public input? I'll check on Zoom. Okay. Anybody on Zoom that has... Uh, Comments regarding public input for 1682 Memorial Drive. Okay. All right. Um, okay. I think I'm going to entertain a, a motion to close uh, public input. Do I have a motion? Motion to close public input. Uh, thank you. And I will second that. Thank you. Okay. Agnes, go ahead. Please call the roll. Balakir? Yes. Kushane? Yes. Pania Costello? Yes. Lopez? Zigorowski, yes. Labrie. Yes. Okay. All right. Public input is closed. Thank you, Agnes. Okay. All right. Um, not sure if counselors have questions or comments regarding 1682 Memorial Drive. Again, uh, this is um, purpose of four residential units located 1682 Memorial Drive. Um, Appears that uh, there's a business use also involved with the building, so this way here that will meet the requirements of uh, business A. Not sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thank uh, you, uh, Councillor Valley here. Yes. What's uh, what's being used now in that particular building that's located on Memorial Drive? Uh, I believe it's near CVS. Um, near the Prospect Street intersection yes, with Memorial yeah. Drive. That's go, true. Go ahead, go ahead folks. Uh, if I may, there, there are, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Thank you. Uh, there are four what, residential. What, what is the, okay, go ahead. 
Go ahead. Uh, there are four residential units there now, as one of the uh, city councilors had alluded to, it's kind of been under the radar for a period of years. Um, there's four tenants there now and have been for a significant amount of time. Uh, so it doesn't really impact, uh, and the public comment was well put, I thought, but it doesn't really impact this additional traffic or uh, burden as it's been this way for a long time, not necessarily legally this way for a long time, but under the radar. And the office space is going to be used primarily by Mr. Williams, who owns this property and adjacent property and also property uh, down the street, I believe. And he's going to use it primarily as a storage slash servicing area for those properties. Uh, Mr. Ballack here through the uh, through the chair to the um, uh, the law department. This building has been used illegally for several years for residential units. Uh, is that proper? Uh, where do we go with that kind of information? That's what he's. That's the first I've heard of it. But I think what he's trying to do is to come in conformance with our local zoning ordinance. All set, Councillor? All set? Okay. All right. Hey, uh, if, yeah, if Go I ahead. could, I'm just trying to get my bearings of this property because um, is this commercial property? It's business A, right? Yeah. How can it be business A and residential on the same? I know that, but by the special that. permit, so you can have four units in a business A district by a special permit. Okay, because he was saying he's putting a plumbing in storage. Uh, is that correct? I'm part of the business A. Is that what you're doing with it? Yes, he's going to use his office space as a maintenance for these units and the property he owns, which is adjacent to this property, which has been done again i i like the comment rather than illegal under the radar uh, because when he acquired the property that was what it was and why it didn't come to a head then i'm not sure uh but as i believe council stated he's trying to bring the property into compliance uh with full disclosure to the existing bylaw okay thank you that's that's you you answered my question thank you you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Other other counselors with questions or, or concerns? Okay. Um, and again, as was referenced through planning, planning recommended approval upon um, confirmation from the building and fire departments that all building code and life safety requirements are met. I think those are some uh, conditions that we should consider with um, with the approval of the special permit. Those, those are some recommendations that I have, but I'm, I'm opening this up to the floor. Taking a look through uh, the documentation, information that we have in, in 
while at this point. And, and I also did ask Patrick from planning if there was something else. Oh, go ahead, Councilor Lopez. Um, on what date was this property acquired by you folks? Uh, if you bear with me, I think I can answer that question. I don't know it off the top of my head, but if you uh, bear with me, I think I can find the deed. Uh, I believe the answer to that question, if I don't misspeak, is uh, the present deed into this client was in 2018. February, is that February? Um, March is the date of the recording. The deed is executed. Uh, you're, yes, the deed is executed on February 28th of 2018, but wasn't recorded uh, until March 5th, about seven days later. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Okay. Um, Welcome. And so, so there, there are there are two sides to this, on, in in my opinion here. So one of them is like, yes, I'm I'm glad you're coming before us to rectify the situation. Um, we hope that all folks who are doing things that are not in accordance to our rules and regulations come before us and do the right thing because there are consequences when you don't if we find out. Um, I, I, I do worry that it's, this has been since 2018. Um, so this is not like a recently acquired property. Um, I would hope that this is a message to everyone in this city, not just to you all, um, that it is unacceptable for five years to go by before you come before us for a zone change when you know that you have uh, residents living in a property that is not zoned for residential living. Um, I, I don't agree with the comments of, well, it's already been happening, so it doesn't change um, anything in terms of traffic or anything else. I mean, it, I mean, it does to a certain extent. Now that we have, you know, lawful, if, if we approve this, if we, we would have lawful apartments, um, that could change the demographics of students in uh, in schools. It, it could change traffic, right? Like if those residential units knew they shouldn't have been there, maybe they didn't have vehicles on the premises or maybe, you know, there wasn't a parking issue. Like right now, what does parking look like? Those are still considerations that we still have to make as counselors. Um, so I, I, I urge us to not just say in moments like this, you know, it's already been happening. Let's just, you know, pass it along, there's still the conversation of it has been happening for five years uh, illegally. Um, it's not just, you know, flying under the radar. It is an illegal tenancy because this is not zoned for residential use. And there are still considerations for us to um, consider, <laughs> truthfully, while we think about whether we want to approve this. I do appreciate the rectification. Um, and I, I'm not against us approving this, but this doesn't mean that, you know, folks should just go uh, under the radar for this long and that that should be okay. And there should be some form, perhaps we should think about moving forward some kind of fine or something along those lines for folks. So they can't just go five years having four residential units. Um, that, that could be something that a code enforcement officer could do. It, it could, and I, I will say just to address the parking, um, that was addressed with Mr. Pouillot uh, quite a bit as we got ready to come before you guys. Um, there were several drafts, redrafts of surveys and plans and access and improving the situation, which agreed uh, perhaps even existed prior to my client acquiring the property. I don't know that. But I think 
albeit agreeing with what you say, I still think this is an improvement uh, to what's already there. And there are people living there with automobiles and tenancies, which granted are not 100% on all fours, but are there. And I think it would behoove everyone to make it legal uh, to accommodate what's already there. That's my opinion. Yeah, I, I, again, the parking considerations, yes, they were discussed by planning, but those then come before us, right? So we still have to Agreed. take those things into Agreed. consideration, which is yep. why I'm saying that, you know, it's not just, oh, it's been happening this way, we move on. We have to take in those considerations after you have those conversations, and we cannot just, you know, say it's been happening and move on. Like, I understand that we want to make this legal now. Absolutely, I have an interest in making any residential unit that is actually zoned for business legal. Um and it should go before the council. We should have, that should be on, on the tax records. It should be on our records. We should know where people are living. There are other Department of Health considerations. Like there are so many considerations to people having illegal tenancies. I agree. So I, I agree that I want to rectify it. I'm just saying that also five years is a little bit of an unacceptable time limit. And I'm, I'm not, this is not me trying to slap you on the wrist. This is just me also saying that as a council, we should consider moving forward, whether we want to put up some ordinance or something along those lines, so that in the future, if we're faced with this, uh, there's some kind of repercussion, not just, you came five years later, great, now we make it legal. Who cares that for five years, someone's been living there illegally, and that potentially something could have happened, a fire could have happened, we could have had public safety concerns, so anything could have happened in that building, there could have been public health concerns, there, there could have been an infestation, like how do you deal with any of that? You can't if it's an illegal tenancy because no one's supposed to be living there. And so all of those repercussions could have actually had pretty detrimental um, results for the community and the community members who live there right now, even though they're living there illegally. And it would have had it would have an impact on us as a city because we would still be liable to certain to a certain extent. For sure, if an emergency had happened, we would still have to respond. Yeah, through the to the chair of the applicant, do you have uh, currently an occupancy permit for the whole property from the building department? From the building department? Yeah, a, a CO. The yeah, for each, for everything. So I, I, would, I would encourage the committee to require before um, an occupancy permit would be required, as Councilor Dobaz just mentioned, uh, just because it was there. But... Um, I have concerns with being a, a small business, and I'm not saying he's not operating correctly or co correcting everything, but I do want the fire department and the building department to uh, approve the whole uh, plaza or whatever you want to call it, property, that it meets that, because you may have been there for several years and trying to correct it, as you said, and meeting with Lee Puya on that, but it still has to meet the requirements of the our occupancy permit as well as our zoning and our uh, our uh, fire department. The, the main one I, I want to make sure is the fire department because of the uh, the, the sprinkler system. That's I'm not sprinkler. Some of them right. do, but uh, fire worse, system that needs worse. to be there. So I just encourage the, the council to put that as two of the restrictions. Make sure those two are met. They're already. I, well, if I may. I, I was, um, hold on. Hold on. Yep. Council, there's one before you. No, I was going to make that recommendation. Okay, that's all I care. Okay. Thank but, you. Okay. All set, Frank. Okay. I think you're, you're next. To the applicant, um, when you bought the property, yeah. I'll use the word non-conforming. Did you know it was non-conforming when you purchased it? I did not. Or acquired it? Did you? No. I, it, was a, it was a private mortgage through the 
the uh, the owner of the property at the time. Right. And so when did you discover it was non-conforming? When I was trying to sell the property. He had had a, per a purchaser lined up for the property and this issue arose. Uh, and this is Attorney Baker speaking, not the applicant. And uh, he contacted me about it. And then I went to the building department. I believe the fire department, I don't want to misrepresent, but I believe the fire department has been there and uh, was satisfied. And we can certainly confirm that. And I think that's a very legitimate issue, uh, particularly if there were a fire. Uh, and I also think the building department was involved, but we're happy as part of the conditions to, uh, if not resurrect that, to contact those two departments and have them uh, come to the premises and uh, give their input. So my question was, when did you go to, uh, to sell it? When did you discover About a year ago, uh, I think. About a year ago, I think. So it was in five years. Okay. Yeah. okay. So, All right, Councilor Shane, you all set? Yep. Okay, Councilor Barry Best, go ahead. This is disturbing. And I think what the points have been made in regards to safety is disturbing. And I agree with Councilor Lopez, five years of this type of status is disturbing. My recommendation would be to continue it so that we can get further answers that are thorough and not part of a special condition, but a thorough investigation to what's gone on here in regards to building, in regards to health, and any other department that's involved. You've got four, four apartments in a, in a according in not an approved building. That's serious. And, and I think those have existed for decades. And so Mr. Williams inherited this, and I agree it's wrong. Uh, on the other hand, and we're happy to have anybody look into it for safety or health. Those are all legitimate concerns. On the other hand, this isn't something that Mr. Williams created. Uh, he inherited it, and I don't know why the other attorney who handled the deal for him didn't raise these, address them, uh, look at them, and I can't, I don't know the answer to that. So happy to have any department from the city review the situation uh, for the concerns that are raised. And on the other hand, there's people in there that have lived there for a long period of time. And I'm not sure you know, disrupting that is the most appropriate method to deal with it. Well, it's appropriate, I think, and just to finish my statement, is that we can't allow this to happen again. But and I don't, I don't and mean I to don't interject. I, but I, I, and I'm I, trying to, I'm trying. Hold, hold on, on, now. hold on, hold on. Let, let, let nobody's finger finish. pointing at anybody. We're okay. just trying to resolve a serious issue. Agreed. And do it appropriately, and to make sure that our constituents are well represented in regards to safety. And that's my suggestion is to continue it for a month, further research, and then we're gonna have, and I think Councilor LaFlam brought up some good points and to figure out where do we go from here. Okay. That's my suggestion. 
Thank you. No, thank you, Mary Beth, because actually I was thinking that myself. If you bear with me, I'm going to speak to counsel for a minute, please. Uh, indulgence. <coughs> Pardon me. I think it's in, they didn't create the problems. It's them for somebody else's actions. Get so many three buildings on three family homes that are only two families legally. There's a lot of them. Don't know where they are until something happens. Right, but just just no way to know until something happens because there's no magic ball or radar you can put oh, up sure. there and find them. Yeah, it's a tough part. Roofing Okay, guys, uh, I uh, spoke with uh, counsel. I think we're going to table this uh, to call of the chair, and we're going to let uh, fire and building uh, take a look at this issue and report back to us for the next meeting. So this way here, we have uh, better understanding and to make sure that everything is done properly. So, uh, Mr. Uh, Chairman, is that something you guys would uh, initiate, or do you want us to contact uh, the, the applicant and I to contact the relative uh, departments? Well, I, I think, uh, thank you, interesting question. Uh, I think we will get in touch with uh, the fire department and the building department to uh, try to take a look at this and, and, and come back to us uh, in a month to. Uh, very good. See what see what Very we can good. do about this. I think this is probably the uh, uh, the most fair and equitable way at this point to look at this. I, okay. I don't disagree with pe people living there. It's probably the uh, caution is the way to go. Okay. Mr. President, one one concern I have. I believe this is, was continued. So do we? Is that, yes. So we may want to get a written request for an extension. From the applicant for an additional, I'd say, 60 days. <clears throat> because what happens is, if we don't deal with this within 90 days of our okay. first meeting, then it's automatically approved. So I just don't want to be up tight to the 90 days. We'll do our very best to get a hold of building and fire so that we have the report at our next meeting. But it probably is not a bad idea to ask the applicant, if he so chooses, to submit just a short letter to the council asking for an additional 60 days to allow us to get the information that we need for the next meeting. But we, 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 have, no we have no objection. No objection to that. If everyone else is in agreement, I don't mind uh, if I could email or mail a letter to the yeah, city yeah, council's office uh, acknowledging that, that you guys have uh, heard this and we need an extension. I don't have any objection to sending that request. Yeah, so if you could send that, um, Jim, by email to our office, I will do that in the morning. We can put put it on our June sixth agenda. I, I will. Uh, I'm going to make a note in the file because I'll forget if I don't. Uh, but I will initiate that. I'll get. A, I think I have the email because I've gotten some back and forth, and I'll just simply put a simple one or two sentence request acknowledging uh, where we're at and that we would need a sixty day uh, asking for sixty day extension for the hearing to continue. Thank you. Okay. No, no, you're welcome.
get a couple pants. Attorney Garvey, do we have to do a specific yeah, date for this one if we're waiting for an extension, or can we just motion to postpone to the call of the chair with no date? Yeah, the problem is if you if you make a motion to call of the chair, this all has to be re-advertised. So uh, you have to go to, to a, a specific date, date and time and yeah. an open. Okay, an open. thank you. We're in May, so why don't we go oh, in oh, June? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I beg your pardon. for him. Yep, that's right. <coughs> at 6.30 here in the fourth floor of the City Hall. Just make sure you specifically state time yes. and place. Okay. Excuse me, Agnes. I think our next meeting is the is that 28th of June? Yes. Okay. So I think what we're going to do is, uh, through the advice of counsel, uh, the motion is going to be to postpone to the call of the chair until the June 28th zoning meeting here at at uh, so um, I'm not sure if I, I'll, I'll make that recommendation and then Gary can you motion to postpone uh, the call of the chair uh, at the zoning committee meeting of June 28th. All right, and I will second that. Give the time and here at City Hall at 6:30 p.m. at the just say City Hall Chambers. Andrew, Sit in Chambers, is that meeting? Yes, yeah, I'll, I'll reference that. 74 Front Street. Eight. <laughs> our eyes and cross our teeth. Okay, so uh, the motion is to uh, most excuse me, motion to postpone to the call of the chair, June twenty eighth, twenty twenty three, City Hall Council Chambers at six thirty zoning subcommittee meeting. Okay. Agnes, can you call the roll, please? Balakir? Yes. Kushane? Yes. Pinia Costello? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Zigarowski? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Sign off on this, folks, please. This resolution at this point. Beth, you want to come up? I can bring it over. She doesn't want to. Okay. 
I think that's what's so I, I was considering. Too many on it. Yeah. Right. Too many for their sake, too. Yeah, but I think we still need to look into it fully, so I support postponing. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so again, the motion was to postpone the call of the chair, June 28th, 2023, City Hall Council Chambers at 6-3 Zoning Subcommittee meeting, and the uh, committee voted unanimously. So uh, this is going to go before the full board on June 6th, Tuesday. And uh, Jim, please please get that letter out. Or that I, will, out. I will do that in the so, morning. Uh, when I get in, I will uh, I'll email over the letter acknowledging the June twenty eighth date. All right, great, because I think that's the best resolution. I, right? I, I okay, agree. For safety purposes, I think it makes sense to put all our ducks in a row. And I, this is not relevant. And I know you guys have been here a long time, but there's a disconnect here between the legality and the world. Because I sometimes run into non-conforming uses that are fifty and sixty years old. And the other council, I don't, maybe Lopez, that raises a valid point. What do you do? Uh, is there a fine? Is there a, yeah. a, a acknowledgement of it? And we're sorry? Or in that 50 years of the wrong use and you undo it? I don't know. I, it's an interesting question, and I don't know what the answer is. All right. Well, we're going to try to resolve it. All right. Very so good. We, we, we agree. All right. All right. Okay. Thank you, sir. Have a good evening. Thank, thank you. you. Okay. Okay, so I think that was item four. All right, item number five. Don't change application from industrial garden and plan unit development, type one to industrial for 2.58 plus or minus acres, property located at Burnett Road, parcel ID map 294, excuse me, lot six and lot seven for the purpose of eliminating the existing split zone property. The applicant is Scannell Properties, number 705 LLC, CEO of Leo, Lighten 294, Grove Lane, Suite 140, Waysend, like Minnesota, 55391. Okay, all right. Um, the applicant here, Yes, we okay. are. Okay, sir. Please state your name and uh, your address and what your proposal is, is is for this evening. Please go ahead, sir. Absolutely. Good evening, Mr. Chairman, members of the council, Attorney Matt Eckel with Fletcher Tilton with the business address of 370 Main Street in Worcester. Okay. Uh, on behalf of the applicant, we also have uh, Austin Turner from Bowler Engineering with me, as well as Leah Layton from Scannell Properties on Zoom. Uh, as mentioned, we are seeking a zone change from industrial garden planned unit development type one to industrial for approximately 2.5 acres of properties for the purpose of creating a consistently zoned property. The subject property is located along Burnett Road. Sure, all the council members are familiar with this property. We did go through a special permit process. Uh, and the, on the assessor's map, they are identified as number 294, parcel six and seven. Uh, we're seeking this zone change for the purpose of eliminating the existing split zone condition. Uh, as you can see up on the screen, uh, maybe a little difficult to see from here, but uh, yeah, thank you for zooming in. You can see highlighted there with the uh, black outline, the subject property. 
So the majority of the property on the left where it um, is a, a large kind of square that then comes down and, and touches Burnett Road, that's already industrial zone. And everything to the left, as you can see, is also industrial. And then the sliver to the right, which kind of triangles as you approach Burnett Road, uh, is this iPod, uh, which we're seeking to change to industrial so the entire lot can just be one consistent zone. Uh, we think this makes sense because it gives a lot of clarity and consistency to the property. Uh, it'll be easier to interpret the zoning. Uh, there has been some discussion that the zoning, the, the use we're proposing is allowed in both zones, but there are still conflicting uh, dimensional regulations as well as some uh, other requirements that it would just be uh, easier and, and more in line with the, the city's planning initiative to kind of eliminate these split zones in general. Uh, overall, the 7.1 acres, as mentioned, we're seeking to change the 2.5 acres that are the IPUD. So there's already four and a half acres that are industrial. Um, as I mentioned, we just think this makes sense for, for our lot, but you know, for the lots throughout Chicopee to just bring some clarity and uh, really have everyone on the same playing field so we know uh, what the zoning will be applied. The zoning code doesn't allow for the dominant zone right now to kind of absorb the smaller zone unless there is this zoning change. Uh, so with that, I'll leave it again. We have Austin Turner from Bowler Engineering. We'll happily take any any questions or comments. Thank you. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Um, let me just see what we have for city reports here. Okay. Now I'll just read this into the record, and then um, we'll get a little more into this, please. Okay. Uh, there's one report here. This is from the Planning Board recommendation zone change, Burnett Road. Assessor map 294, parcel six and seven, file 23-3001. And I'll read this into the record as follows. Uh, the Chicopee Planning Board held public hearings on Thursday, April 6, 2023. Purpose of the hearings was to consider a zone change from IPUD type one to industrial for 2.5 plus or minus acres of land on Burnett Road, assessor map 294, parcels six and seven, for the purpose of creating a consistent zone property and eliminating a split zone property. And the applicant was uh, Scannell Properties. Uh, recommendation was approval, and this was uh, unanimous, voted for a favorable recommendation for this change, okay? All right, um, I think that's all I have in the file for reports. So I think what we're gonna do is, um, we're going to, before I do public input, I'll just for planning for uh, Patrick, any further information to consider? Done right now, thank you. Okay, all right, okay. All right. Okay, so I think what we're going to do now, just uh, we're going to go into uh, public input. Uh, is there anyone here in the audience that is here for public input? Excuse me, sir, if you could just step away from the microphone and let this gentleman come up and uh, let him speak. Please uh, state your name and your address, sir, and uh, what your issue is. Yeah, my name is uh, David Amor. I live on 72 Fairway Drive in Chicopee. Um, I'm coming here tonight because this seems a little sketchy. If you wanted this all zoned one zone, when we want the planning board, why didn't you guys bring this up? Nobody brought anything up. Um, you know, 
I'm in favor of having this dealership there, mm-hmm. but I'm leery and I don't trust a lot of people that's involved with this whole project. I don't think you should approve anything tonight to make this one zone. If you wanted this one zone, you should have brought this up when we had the planning board meeting and you guys never did that. So right now, something is sketchy going on with this with this whole thing. Um, so I'm not in favor of it. A lot of my neighbors and residents aren't in favor of it. Um, I really think you need to talk about this whole zoning and, and all this stuff because again, if you wanted this zone, one zone, you should have brought it up at the planning board when there were residents there, but you didn't chose to do that. You chose to bring it up tonight. And again, something is sketchy, so I'm not in favor of it. And a lot of the residents who live up in Ward 6 are not in favor of this, making this a blanket zone change. Thank you. Okay. Um, I think the, uh, unless there's somebody else in the audience, I think the ward counselor is here. Uh, well, hold on, hold on. Uh, yeah, let, let me, excuse me, let me backtrack. Let me also see, is there anybody on zoning for public input? On Zoom? (laughs) On Zoom, excuse me. (laughs) On Zoom, yes. (laughs) On Zoom. Um, I don't think there is, uh, unless, Jerry, is there someone that you have? As far as you can tell, I know know that we have the schematic in the map, so. Well, just uh, a closed public input. Okay, all right, okay, all right, And and, and I'll second that, okay? And I know that the ward chair is here. We have the roll call. Oh, I'm sorry. We're going to have the roll call. I apologize not to interrupt, but would you like me to respond and provide some clarity? You can still talk. We can still ask you questions. Yeah, I just wanted to respond to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. I'm just jumping ahead of the gun right now. Okay, excuse me. Okay, Agnes, please call the roll, all right? Then we'll we'll get into a little bit more. Valley Care? Yes. Hussein? Yes. Pania Costello? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Zigarowski? Labrie? Yes. All right. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So public input is closed. We're going to get back the motion uh, on the item under discussion. So we're going to get back into it. But well, we, need uh, comp- we need to make a motion to approve first, and then you can discuss. Right. Motion on the item. Okay. Motion to approve. Okay. With discussion. Okay. Second it. Well, I second it, but actually, I wanted. Actually, we'd rather have further discussion first. We don't roll call yet. So, like, you have to put a motion on the floor before we can have discussion about a motion. So, that's all this is. This is just the customary. Okay. Motion to have the discussion. Okay. And I'll second it. All right. Okay. Councilor Thomas, the Ward 6 Councilor. Go ahead. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I appreciate it. Uh, I want to state first off that, you know, I, I am in favor of the Tesla dealership, and I believe the neighborhood as well. Uh, and they have, uh, you know, gone a long way to work with us, and I appreciate that. But uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I support what Mr. a lot of what Mr. Amos said. Uh, I, uh, I just can't support the zone change at this time uh, unless the split zoning greatly affects the Tesla dealership. I don't see a reason for the for the zone change. Uh, I met with the law department, and uh, based on our conversation, uh, they can build the entire Tesla dealership now with you know, with no changes, right? It's, it's a buy right use under both zone changes. Um, so I'm just kind of confused. I mean, a consistent zone change is not a good reason for a zone change, right? Half is 
industrial garden, half is uh, industrial. Uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. But but, but if we approve this tonight, uh, just say Tesla has a you know a 50 year lease or something. I don't know once that lease is up, or if if Tesla were to to violate their lease and move out, if we approve industrial an industrial zone change, uh, you know pretty much anything could go there in the future. Um, so that's just my concern is that unless uh, unless the industrial garden portion is going to greatly affect the actual development, which I haven't seen evidence of, and I've I've asked our attorneys, and uh, I haven't I haven't seen I haven't based on what they told me, this will not affect the development at all. Uh, I, I just can't support an industrial zone change. I think it's setting up the neighborhood for failure for the future. Uh, you know, if, if there was a development that came forward to the council, an industrial development that made sense. Uh, at that time, I think we should support industrial zone change, but it's just my opinion, uh, unless it greatly affects the Tesla dealership, which it legally seems it doesn't, uh, I just don't think we should approve the zone change. It, it may add value to the property, but it doesn't add value to the neighborhood. Uh, and so uh, that's just my concern. I agree with the resident. We don't want to get burned down the line. But that's that's my concern to, to the committee. Unless unless the uh, developer can, can provide evidence to the committee that this will uh, greatly affect the uh, Tesla dealership. I, I'm I'm personally not going to vote for this. I don't. I think it's going to be. It could be harmful to the neighborhood, and uh, you know, it's not. I don't mean that as an insult to to these developers, but if the property is sold, um, which I thought it might have been, according to Mass Live, I'm not sure. Um, I thought I saw it might have been transferred or sold. Uh, if it's sold down the line, or if a different person leases it, uh, industrial zone change would allow for for virtually any development to go in there. So that's my concern tonight. Thank you. All right, I'll say, Councillor. Yeah, yes, thank you. This is part of it. Okay, um, Councillor Free. Through the chair, could I get some clarity uh, from our attorney? <clears throat> yeah, I think my, my conversations with the Councillor is that both, the use is allowed in both zones. The issue is there's different setback requirements and different things that have to be done in one zone versus another. So I just want to be clear that they, it is allowed in both zones, but I think planning and I think the applicant is looking to make it one zone so it's it's legally conforming. So if the setback is 35 feet in one zone and 50 in another, if you're putting a building in the middle of the zone, it may or may not help. It's but But the use is allowed in both zones. But there are different requirements in each zone. So whether that has a significant impact, I can't answer that. So I just want to be clear that really my representation is that it's allowed in both zones. All right. That's as far as my analysis went. Thank you. All right, go ahead, Councilor Lopez. Uh, through the chair, it's a planning or the law department, whoever can answer this question. According to the current plan, uh, the current site plan, the current build-out plan from Tesla, is there a concern that, let's say, a 50 foot, if it's a, if it's 50 versus 35 feet for setback, that that increase in the setback based on the other zone is actually going to materially affect the current plan, the build-out? It's a great question, but I don't have the answer to that. Maybe the applicant and potentially planning, but I, I wouldn't. I haven't even looked at the plans. Do you have an answer, planning? It's maybe something the applicant would best be able to answer. Through the chair to the applicant, do you have an answer for this? Somebody's got to have an answer for this. So, so currently, the way that the, the building has been proposed to lay out, and obviously we haven't gone through site plan review yet, so we don't have the final layout. But 
it is currently constituted that part of the building would extend into the orange or the IPUD. So we would actually be based on the, the layout of the building in two separate zones. Now, one of the zones, the IPUD has a frontage requirement where industrial doesn't. One of them has uh, a 50 foot requirement off the sidewalk for no parking, the other one doesn't. So what it's gonna set up is not only two sets of zoning, but kind of almost a, a jog design that even interpretation for, for the zoning official it's kind of hard to apply which zoning does it apply for the whole lot? Does it apply to the dominant lot? Uh, it, with talking with the planning department, they're the ones who kind of helped recommend this to eliminate this condition because that's kind of an initiative throughout the city to eliminate some of this confusion right. and apply some consistency and clarity. Um, so, you know, I can't speak to would it be impossible to comply with both zones? We, we just don't really know that because held to two different standards on this one lot right now, which makes it difficult to, you know, until we have a final plan in place and move everything around, even know if that's possible. And if a standard for the IPUD was applied to it, uh, you know, it, it could significantly shift what we've already contemplated and, and gone through this whole process, uh, you know, with the planning board and, and with you all on. So that's why we're doing it. We did apply for this back in January, uh, right around the time we applied for the special permit. So the special permit and the zone change are not necessarily, um, you know, connecting directly to each other, but they are traveling along the same path. We did go before the planning board, just to clarify for the record, this is not something we've ever hidden. We went before the planning board, which was duly advertised and which was unanimously approved. So we haven't been trying to hide this. I believe Councilor Dobaz has, has spoken on the record about knowing this was kind of in the pipeline. So I just want to put that on the record as well. But this is something we've already been, always been contemplating. This is something that we put before city officials they don't necessarily go hand in hand in terms of who hears what at what time. Uh, but I just want to clarify that for the record that, that this has been on the table since we start the special permit process as well. Thank you. Um, so he, here's my concern, right? Like I, I hear from you a lot of coulds and I also hear that part of this is just to eliminate the difficulty on figuring out what parts of the building, would, which zone would apply and depending on how much of, of the building is on one zone, which zone would supersede. And personally, um, my philosophy is that I do not make decisions based solely on difficulty, on difficulty that could be resolved. And so, yes, it may be a little bit more difficult to figure out which part of the building is on which part of the zone, but there's, I don't see an actual risk to the plan. I just hear it could be a risk to the plan. And so if you had come before me today and said, we've already investigated and figured out that because the building has X amount in this zone, it now makes it so that we cannot build out this plan. Then I would be more inclined to say, okay, you've already figured out that this is an obstacle and that we need to eliminate the obstacle because it's not just a difficulty, it's actually not allowing you to build out the plan. But that's not what you came with. You, you, you've, you're trying to avoid that potentially happening, but the risk of changing this to only industrial, the, the risk to the neighborhood and potential future businesses, to me outweighs the difficulty that it may cause to figure out whether this could be an issue. Um, and I, I, I commend Tesla for being good neighbors so far. You know, you're trying to work with the city 
I think this is another opportunity to work with the city to figure out whether this is even actually an issue because you don't know that yet. It's, it's a could. It could become an issue. So if it becomes an issue, then come before us and talk to us about it being an issue. Right now, we're not there. Right now, the residents have some concerns about this. The ward counselor has some concerns about this. And, and I share their concerns and I hear their concerns. Um, and I think they're valid. I think it's valid to be wary of changing the entire zoning to industrial when this area has been zoned the way it's been zoned for a reason. Um, and a lot of it is concerns about what kind of businesses go in, traffic, you know, there are, it, it's layered, right? And it's been, it was a lot of work to get it zoned the way it's zoned. Um, and the residents are, are concerned and that makes sense. Um, so I cannot support this tonight because I just don't think we're even at a place to be discussing this zone change because we don't have actual tangible evidence of this disrupting the plan. Um, if I had that, that would be different, but we're not there. Um, and if we ever get there, bring it forth. And, you know, I'm, I'm never so tied to one position where I can't be swayed. I'm happy to hear all sides of, of the situation at any given time, right? Like in past, you heard us talk about in past items, how circumstances change from month to month, from year to year. The circumstances right now are this is not actually an issue. This could potentially be one. In a few months, it may be an issue. Bring it forth then. But right now, I can't support this. I appreciate those comments. I, I will just say it again. that This whole process started... I won't say at the, at the advice of the planning department, because I don't want to speak for them, but in conjunction with the filings, the city's initiatives, as we've been told, is they want the split zoning to go away. It, it doesn't make sense. It's one parcel that has two different zones on it. That's kind of how we started down this track. Uh, you know, we did look into this further. The same reason that I believe the counselor said he doesn't support it because both uses are allowed is one of the safeguards if this were approved because the uses are very similar. We're not doing this to change the use. We've worked in good faith to get a special permit for, for what we want. We wouldn't have done all that work if we're planning to, to change this to another use. And most of the uses overlap anyway, so it wouldn't really give us carte blanche to do whatever we wanted because they'd likely be allowed in the other you know, uh, zoning district as well. Um, so I, I will say, I, I won't go on the record and say 100% this can't be done. We're not opposed to difficulty. But in our mind and in the planning department mind, again, not to put words in their mouth, it just makes sense so that everyone knows what we're dealing with. We can't predict right now how the zoning enforcing officer will look at this. And they could come around four months from now and say, this actually isn't allowed for A, B, and C. Um, so that's why we're here tonight. It, it, that's kind of the advice of, of working with the planning department, working in good faith with the city, you know, working to get the special permit that we wanted and, and continuing to pursue that. And this is a step along that, that path. So I appreciate your comments, but uh, we still maintain, we think it just makes sense to have clarity for all parties involved. Yeah, but I, I just feel like this is a premature request um, and we can address that if that occurs later on. You know, it's not like it takes a year to get a zone change. If you find yourselves in a position where the zoning doesn't work with your current plan, come back to us. Um, but we're not there right now. And I some, there are times when even like a city department may not agree with the counselor of that ward, may not agree with the resident <laughs> concerns. Like the, the, those are recommendations from a department, right? And at the end of the day, the council's job is to take in those recommendations, but we're not bound by those recommendations. We're not bound by, you know, the planning department thinking that it should all be one use. We're, we're actually bound by doing what's best for the residents and the city, not just what, what departments think. And so in my own opinion, based on, I mean, you know, the, the opinion that I'm allowed to have because the residents have elected me to be able to have this opinion, I do believe that the resident concerns are valid and I am not willing to vote for something that's just a could 
when there are concerns from the residents about this change. If in the future, again, we find that this is actually an issue, come before us. But right now, I can't support it. Also, Councilor Lopez? Okay. It's definitely been a mission or an initiative Lee in the planning department for the late years I've been on to get all these split zones eliminated. He's been working tirelessly to fix all those things. Um, but to the same point, I'd, uh, I propose a, a continuance. Let's trigger all those departments to come out to tell you what you need to know so you can make a better decision as whether this is needed or not, um, like Council Lopez said. So, you know, let's not wait for them. Let's make them come out and see you and you guys have that discussion and look at it and say, okay, do we need it or not? I, I agree. I'm, I'm all for eliminating split zones too, but this offers the residents a little bit of protection. Say you guys vacate down the road and somebody else comes in and does something else with it and gives us no control over it. So um, let's find out if it's necessary, but let's trigger that now. Let's get those people out to see you, not wait you know, for them to show up when they show up. Let's, we can make that happen. We can get them out there, sit with you guys and figure out what you're dealing with because you don't know what you're dealing with per se, until, like you said, the enforcement official comes out and tells you what you're, you're dealing with. So we need to get you more information so you can come back with the right, if you need that, if that happens, then you can give us the information we need. Um, but I agree, I mean, Lee's been working hard at eliminating the uh, split zones because it is very difficult for applicants and for a lot of things. A lot of things we're probably missing because people may just walk away because they don't want to deal with split zones. So, and you guys have been phenomenal partners with the city. So I'd rather help them get you the, what you need to know now, not wait, 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 because we need to get going. <laughs> okay. Okay, Councilor Mary Beth. Yeah, just to make it very short, I uh, appreciate the residents, all of them that came out today and their voices should be heard. And I think the resident of Ward 6 voice should be heard. I think that he makes a lot of sense. And I think the voice of, Councillor Dobas should be heard because he's representing this ward and he understands it. So I, uh, I agree with Councillor Lopez and Councillor Dobas, and I agree with all the residents that came out here today. Thank you. Your voices will always be heard. Thank you. Okay, I'll say, Councillor. Yeah. Okay, Councillor Flam. Yeah, ahead. I, I have just a couple questions, and not that I disagree with everything that was said, but as uh, he mentioned earlier that this, this process was already started a, a while before this, the planning of zoning versus uh, this one. But I have a question for planning. Um, did you guys have, when we did the original plans, it was a concept and we cut it down, correct? That's what we did. We spent all that time uh, going with your committee and it was a concept of going down from less bays to less car spots and everything. Right. That was a concept. And it was clearly said that this is a concept that we're going to do, which we approved, that fitted on that property. I'm asking planning to help me understand this. So that we, you now took that concept that the city council approved on that parcel, and are you working with them at this moment of how to place that on that property? Is that still in the effect of planning it at? Or to plan, maybe he can answer me. I, I can speak to that. We, we have not submitted for official site plan review yet. Okay. So the concept that was discussed is still the placeholder, for lack of a better term, and then going through all the other city departments, the plan will be finalized, yes. Okay. But so, we were hoping, and sorry to interrupt, but we were hoping to kind of have this flushed out to know how the building would be set up to work with the city departments 
to make sure everything works. So I get what Contra Lopez and Contra Delbaz says, and I think we'd be in favor of it if it, it needed to be fit in that. So if you're going, as Contra Kushane just said, if you're looking at that concept that this is the way we need to do it, you just need to come back to us with that plan and say that's where it fit. And someone may say, oh, they just did it to that, but I'm not, I don't think they're going to fit a building in a property just to say, I want that two acres or whatever is left that other piece of property to add to that other property. Um, so I think, uh, you know, you mentioned it is hard to jog out that property. Um, you want to do what's best and what's right. But I, I, I kind of agree too, that we need to, uh, put it no split zone. I'm for getting rid of split zone, uh, in the city because it does hurt down the road for a lot of reasons. Um, but I counseled Dilbaz and I was just spoken. Um, I do believe it fits in that property and you need that partial work with the planning department right away and bring that concept back to the city council in the plan so we can see why and we can make our own legitimate reasons why you've done, you, you've done it that way. So it's a mixed thing. Um, I do uh, appreciate all of you folks what you've done for the this whole process with uh, with Concert Dobas in Ward Six. Um, and, you know, you gave, you were given, you've taken. And we work together. So we, we want to continue to do that, as Constance Lopez said. We're, we really want you to stay here. But I think we just want to be able to understand and not say why we have that particular uh, little area to be done. So if you come back as soon as possible with it, um, I encourage that we try to get it you know, into the uh, into the next meeting to discuss it with. But working with Lee right away and saying, yeah, we do need that. And here's the reason why. Because you're in that concept right now. You're working on that now, correct? We are, we are working on, yeah, right. final site plan, and, review plans. And I'm going to tell you, my vote, if that needed to be there to do the concept the correct way, I'd be voting for it tomorrow. But that's how, but how I can. We don't even have that. No, but that's what I'm saying. If the concept yeah. comes yeah. with that. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Um, any other counselors uh, on Zoom? We can't tell. Motion to postpone to the call of the chair. Sorry. You, you didn't say it quick problem. enough. I didn't know you were. <laughs> oh. Oh, that, hold on. Let me just talk to yeah, you. Do. Council. Excuse me. June 28th meeting. 630 at 6.30 p.m. on the fourth floor of Six City Hall. <laughs> I dreamed about that. That makes Yeah, but we don't want to be down to the wall. 
Okay. All right. Talking with counsel. I think probably best resolution is similarly what we just had with the item before us. Mm -hmm. To file an extension for them to, to file, file an extension. You folks are going to have to file an extension um, and, and submit that because we, we seem that we have a difference of opinion, uh, gentlemen, regarding the site plan and the placement. I mean, here, I mean, it's kind of interesting in that the planning board had recommended this. We're, we're trying to resolve split zone issues. Um, we have the special permit that was being granted with conditions as what you folks did try to work with us. Um, and again, we have this, we have this property. We have 7.1 acres. One parcel is 4.5 plus or eight uh, acres. The other is 2.6. And uh, again, trying to ascertain where this where this building, uh, for example, is going to be placed. All right. So I I, I think uh, otherwise, if we try to again hypothetically speaking, if we try to put this through, and then if things get turned down completely, then we're going to be in we're going to be in lurch, All right. So so my I agree, and just to interject, I, I think the interesting concept here is that. This is filed in conjunction with the project. I, I think if there was nothing going here, this could still be on the table so that people would know in the future what could be done here. So it's it, it's one of those weird situations where they're, they're going together and they're, and they're not. I understand the hesitancy, but this would be a goal, I think, of anyone who had this property. You have one lot that's got a line down the middle of it. You just don't know what you can do with it. So I understand the, the council's position and, and obviously we'll abide and go along with whatever the recommendation is. But I, I do think there still is validity to this is something that regardless of all the good faith bargaining and discussion we've had with Tesla is something that us or someone else might be looking for anyways, just to accomplish the city city goal of getting rid of these split, split lots. So uh, I'll leave it at that, but I just wanted to put that okay. on the record. All right. So I, I think if you're in agreement then, so if you ask for, ask, you, ask for the 60 day extension, if you send that into our office, your email, and uh, because otherwise we're going to probably be having a motion to postpone to the call of the chair to the June 28th meeting at uh, at city at city hall here. I, I'm sorry, Councilor, go ahead. Let me pull that up there if you have any questions. All right, all right. Uh, oh, actually, Lee is Lee is on. All right. Hi, Councilor. I was um, able to join after my other engagement. I apologize for not being there in person this evening. Nope. No. Um, Lee, we're, we're kind of we're kind of at an impasse here uh, regarding. I, I'm not sure when you when you chimed in. If you if you caught the lion's share of, of what we've been discussing, or if you just got tidbits here. I've but, only um, just arrived, Councillor, so I missed the majority of the discussion. Okay. Well, I think, I think Lee, unfortunately, there, there seems to be some uh, disagreement. Um, and I think probably what we're going to have to do here is we're going to have to uh, postpone to the college chair until the June 28th meeting. And we're going to have to get more definitive regarding, <coughs> excuse me, the site plan at this location. Okay. I'm, I mean, to the college chair for the June 28th meeting. At 6.30 p.m. on the fourth floor of City Hall. Can you second that, Mr. Chairman? You can still talk after we second that. 
Yeah, I think I'm going <coughs> to, sorry, tickle my throat. Uh, I think we're going to, that's the only way how we're going to get this through, Lee. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to assist uh, moving forward, Councillor. <coughs> <coughs> So I think. Uh, Can you second my motion. Yeah, I'm going to second the motion. At this point, I think it's the only way we're going to have too much dissension. Mm -hmm. And otherwise, yeah, I got one. Thank you. Much talking. So. so all right, Agnes. <clears throat> Sorry. So if you can, if you can call the roll to the uh, motion to postpone, I call the chair for the just June before 28th. you do that, uh, chairperson. Just, I just want the applicant to know that. We're under that 90-day time frame that commenced on the date of the hearing from the public hearing. So, if they would be so kind, if they so choose, to send a letter asking for the extension, because if you don't, our 90 days may come up. Back to step number one. You got to start all over again. Understood, and we'll we'll happily send a letter. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Great. Okay. All right. Okay. Bellacare? Yes. Hussein? Yes. Pania Costello? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Zagorowski? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Okay, let me just write this up. My pen, anyways. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Principle of conformity, right? June 28th, 2023, City Hall, Council Chambers at 6.30 p.m. zoning, subcommittee meeting. 
uh, the committee voted in favor of doing this until we can get some more further clarification. And so if you folks uh, get in touch with our office and ask for that extension, please, and get that email, uh, we would appreciate that. All right? Okay. All right. Thank you. I'll make a motion to approve the minutes. We're not, we're uh, we're not quite there yet. We're not quite there yet. Nope. Almost. Sorry. you're thinking, though. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we'll let you that one really soon. <laughs> thank you very much. Okay. Have a good evening. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Item number three. No, we're almost there. We're almost there. Okay. Um, item number six um, a zone chain application to for 118,613 plus or minus square feet of property located at 480 Burnett Road and 510 Burnett Road, parcel ID 0294-00005 and 0294-00004 for the purpose of constructing a residential development with associated site improvements to be located at the above reference properties, the applicant is Selmar Realty Inc. Code Peter Martins, 350 Carter Street, Springfield, Mass. 01104. It has requested for. We <clears throat> we received. Uh, to withdraw. And I probably should read this into the record. Now let's mm -hmm. see if I can find this. Here. Before you read it, do you want to make a motion? Motion to allow the applicant to withdraw without prejudice? Um, yes, I think I will. Motion to allow the applicant to withdraw without prejudice. Okay. Um, I'm going to read this into the record. It looks like, looks like we have two. Well, I'll, I'll read both of these in into the record, okay? All right, this was um, an email that was sent uh, this morning, um, stated Wednesday, May 31st, 2023, 8.22 a.m. Uh, good morning, Agnes. Hope you had a long weekend attached to this email. Please find the withdrawal request letter for the zoning map amendment currently before the City of Chicopee City Council on Burnett Road. Please kindly uh, confirm receipt this email and please do not hesitate to contact us should you have any questions. Thank you so much for your time in advance. Have a great rest of the day. Kind of regards, uh, Alexandria, uh, Arlovec Associates, 40 School Street, Westfield. And then I will read this letter which is attached to it. Uh, this is a request for withdrawal proposing zoning map amendment of 480 and 510 Burnett Road, Chickpea, Mass. 01020, parcel IDs 0294 0005 and 0294 0004. Uh, RLA project file number 160305. Dear President Laflamme and City Council members, on behalf of the applicant, Selma Realty Inc., called Mr. Peter Martins, our Levesque Associates Inc., is writing to formally. Request a withdrawal of the zoning map amendment without prejudice, currently before the city of Chicopee City Council for the former Dr. Deegan site on Burnett Road in Chicopee, Massachusetts. As you are aware, Mr. Martins has been considering a development project 
On this site, but it's currently facing uncertainties related to interest rates and construction costs. As such, Mr. Martins requires more time to assess the viability of the project before committing to any further actions. I believe it is in the best interest of all parties involved to withdraw the aforementioned application at this time. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you for your time and consideration in this matter. If you have any questions or comments regarding this request, please do not hesitate to contact our office at your earliest convenience. Thank you for your time. Sincerely, our Levesque Associates, Alexander Sinechi, permitting, excuse me, project manager. Okay, so um, it looks like this is just a request for withdrawal, right? So, motion to request. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll be super quick. I know this meeting's been late enough, Mr. Chairman. I'm just going to thank the applicant. I know they're not here, but I'm going to thank them for uh, trying to work with the neighborhood. Um, I know uh, they did meet with uh, a, a decent group of residents uh, when they initially, uh, you know, were thinking about this. Um, I think uh, since that meeting, the idea kind of fell apart a little bit. Uh, and I think the applicant themselves didn't know the Tesla dealership was going in when they filed this. Uh, and I think that affected their decision. I'm not going to speak for the applicant, but I think that definitely probably affected their decision. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, originally I was, uh, you know, more, more excited about housing there, but now, uh, I would actually prefer a business there myself. Um, there was a business in, you know, most of that parcel before, um, you know, a lot of residents, you know, obviously Deegan's was very popular when it was open. Uh, I know that, you know, we won't have, you know, um, necessarily the same control of what goes in there, but, um, you know, I, I, I personally would rather a business there than housing. Uh, I'm struggling to picture what housing would look like. So, uh, but I do want to thank the applicant, uh, and, uh, Paul Karen for, um, you know, trying to work with the neighbors. Thank you. Okay. All right. Uh, yes. Public input. Anybody here in the audience uh, with public input? Okay, <laughs> okay. Anybody on Zoom regarding public input? Right. Motion to close public input. Okay, and I'll second it. Motion to close public input. Agnes, can you please call the roll? Valicare? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Pinia Costello? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Zagorowski? Labrie? Yes. Okay, all right. Motion passes. Close public. So is my other motion still on the floor? Okay. Uh, that was that? it was motion to allow the applicant to withdraw without prejudice. Okay, and I'll second that, and I'll, I'll just write that, and we can yeah, sign it's that. It's on the floor, so we just a roll call. Okay, um, Agnes, can you uh, call the roll, please? Salakare. Yes. Cushane. Yes. Pania Costello. Yes. Lopez. Yes. Zagorowski. Labrie. Yes. Let me just write this, and we'll oh, sign this. Uh, uh, yes. uh, uh, hold on. Let me just finish this. We have to sign this too. Excuse me. I know she wants to do it. Let her do it. <laughs> Let's just do that one. So. Ziggy for it.
God, you're taking too long. Hurry up. I'm all set. I got this. Yeah, Mary Beth's anxious. We're gonna keep you tardy. <laughs> okay, there was a re okay. The motion was um, was a redraw of the zoning map amendment without prejudice by the applicant, and the committee voted in favor of this. <laughs> so go before the full board um, on Tuesday, sixth of June. Okay, now we're getting to the minutes. Okay. We have minutes, uh, item number seven, April 19th, 2023, and April 26, 2023. Do I have a motion from the... Okay. Uh, motion to approve the minutes, April... All right, I'll second that, okay? And... Roll call, please. Bellacare? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Pania Costello? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Zigarowski? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Thank you. Passes. And now can I get a motion uh, for adjournment? Motion to adjourn. <clears throat> All right. I'll second it. Second it. Okay. Roll call, please. Bellacare? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Pania Costello? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Zigarowski? Yes. Labrie? Yes. 